listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're live on a Monday. Yes, Memorial Day Monday, and also Africa Day. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mama's birthday, and Aww. our special guest, Mama's birthday, is our girl <laughs> Ray Sani, uh, who you guys may know from you know writing on uh, the President Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know her from her own stand-up. You might know her from a black girl sketch show. Um, I just feel like she's, she's doing so much. What's going on, Ray? How you doing? Hi, I didn't mean to interrupt your intro, but Africa Day and my Nigerian mama's day got me excited. You know? Um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You know, we, we love the excitement, man. Yes. You, you look great in the yellow and everything. Ooh. You know, how you been? Thank you. How you been? It's, you know, we last time we talked to you was wow. October 29, twenty seventeen is the last time you were on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, For real? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Holy moly! It's been a while, man. So, like, what you been up to for the last uh, about three, uh, two and a half years? <laughs> well, uh, I've been terribly devastated by the political state of our country. Um, <laughs> And I've been hating Los Angeles passionately, um, and uh, and I'm I'm fucked. That's what's been happening. Okay, you know? all right. I'm fucked. Um, how do you like uh, how do you like it uh, compared to back home, though, New York? Like, is especially in like the pandemic, is it less stressful than you think it would be back home? Because I know New York is like the epicenter. Yo, New York is fucking crazy. Like, I talk to my parents all the time, and they, like, they're really scared. Like, my mom is older, immunocompromised, and she works with older people. So it's just like, ooh. And, you know, she was very ill last year. Mm. And so, you know, I'm, I, it was crazy because I had a move date. My move back to New York was March 25th. True story. I'm sitting here on a fucking coupon from Delta to to fly back or whatever. All my shit is in storage. Like I'm here in like uh what is it? Like furnished housing, corporate housing, overpaying rent. Mm. Like COVID really bodied any plans. Like my plan was to go back to New York and become a stand up comedy legend, but it just didn't happen that way, you know. And now I'm just like stuck, you know, in LA like uh trying to get acclimated i guess the problem with la is that i don't know how to drive i'm a native new yorker never learned how to drive i'm a subway ass bitch Mm -hmm. and la is such a car city i feel lonely isolated that kind of thing but la is an amazing place for quarantine to happen because nobody's outside Mm -hmm. except for people at the beach suddenly and um, I'm African, so we wasn't doing that anyway. And so, I don't know. I just feel, I just want dick. Okay? <laughs> and what about, like, and then with the driving, I think it's better uh, for quarantine stuff is everybody get their own car and stuff. So, like, even if, right. like, we was listening to a, one of the quarantine bops yesterday and the guy was talking about how he was going to get on the highway and go see his boo and they was going to quarantine together and you know at first it was like no don't do that and i thought about i was like that's not that dangerous like if he's if he's social distancing and he wants to hop in his car and go to someone else's house and they quarantine shack up like that could work (laughs) 
my homegirl just was like texting me the other day. She was like, yo, Rafa, I'm going to Florida for Memorial Day weekend. Do you want me to come through when I get back? And then I was like, man, I'm lonely <laughs> enough. Risk it. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, use condoms, wear a mask, and come see a girl mm. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday. Like, I listen, I am so bored and lonely. Maybe having COVID would be exciting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like a little... <laughs> spice it up a little right. bit it's like i need something hello cook. hello like i'm a cough that's you know that sound like somebody else conversing with me you know my sister just left so i'm very very lonely and, it's uh, like uh i mean yeah. it's at least two weeks worth of tweet material maybe even more uh just <laughs> going through the whole process you know like oh today coughing a little bit harder than i thought well i would be. exactly so but i, I smoke so much weed that i can't even play risk it you know what i mean mm. like i am not asthmatic nothing like that but i will say the one good thing about los angeles is the availability availability of marijuana and like truly i turned into like like it's so fucking lame to be suddenly a stoner at 32 like that is so fucking corny like uh like i'm discovering drugs like a 15 year old you know what i mean i'm like i just want to be high all the time guys it's not corny it's not corny at all i tell people the (laughs) dare drug program worked on me so i was one of them people i was like say no to drugs say no drugs so you know i am like a complete square so you know i understand how people can get into when when they're older because they tell you that it's not good for you what era what era of dare because were you like the uh when they came to your school or was it like this is your brain this is your brain on drugs like mm-hmm. which uh we, was the, we, 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 we were, were the early we were both a little bit yeah. we was more of we got the this is your brain this is your brain on drugs like commercials but we got like the opposite yeah. of come to your school we went through a program you graduated mm-hmm. they gave you certificates they play videos and made, the videos yeah. made it sound like drug dealers were gonna rape you in the bathroom didn't like, it though <laughs> it's not it sounded like you were gonna slowly open up the bathroom door and like these strange shadowy figures were just gonna turn around and was just gonna like i'm gonna shove these drugs up your ass i mean they just had right. you paranoid it was terrible that's so, so funny because so i don't so yeah i have a weird kind of uh pop culture like blind spot because maybe like when I was like, ooh, like three to seven or eight, my parents didn't let us watch secular shit or listen mm. to secular music. So okay. they're Muslim, Nigerian Muslim. So I don't have any kind of concept of the early 90s. But then I remember just kind of like leaping back into it at my cousin's house. We would just be watching Oz when I was seven, which was wildly inappropriate. But like, I don't know if drugs and stuff is as real as like new jack city or whatever would Mm -hmm. portray it is it like was it like that that they needed to come scare you like that um it was like that in some places i mean Mm -hmm. obviously new jack city is a little bit of exaggeration but it's based on real shit but um it was i mean it was the crack epidemic was real like our generation like lived through that 
where you had like grandmama your mama your cousin a lot of people had a lot of their family members that were on drugs so a lot mm-hmm. of it was we're trying we want to quote unquote scare straight which doesn't really work but they wanted to scare the kids into not doing the drugs yeah people didn't i mean right. it was not far-fetched for you to know people in your family that was on drugs correct like, i know i had them you know so it was mm-hmm. like it's it's one of the reasons that i'm always like i don't it's not funny but i like ironic it's funny when you hear when you hear people say <laughs> shit like um you know the 94 crime bill and super predators and shit i'm always like I, but i was alive for that right like i remember that time motherfuckers were scared it wasn't yes. it wasn't like a diabolical plan mm-hmm. it the shit was like we need a solution like you can't just leave motherfuckers to to the streets and be like it'll work its way out and like all the fucking um woke ass people at the time were were like we got to do something like even the activists and shit nobody was like against the program the people that was against it was like woke white people and shit that was like this this ain't gonna work how y'all think it is but like black people was like motherfucker they are killing innocent kids coming home from school what what do you want us to do so that that it was serious and i think that and then my dad heavily influenced me because he would be like um you're a black male and by the oh, time wow. you got the, it that young you got that conversation yeah that young. Yeah. yeah you have to because you be like wow. yeah Partic- you, i'm sorry particularly with uh boys and girls but particularly with boys boys are aged up girls are aged up too but boys are really aged up the second they're no longer yeah, cute they're considered a man <laughs> regardless of mm-hmm. of their size and their height they age them up just like they age the girls up well my dad told me he would say um you have oh something like if you can make it to 21 like the the odds of you making it 21 is something like you have like a chance of either being in prison having hiv positive or dead so like you got like i got he's like my only job is to get you to 21 so he's like uh, we just gotta beat the odds you know what i mean because he was like the shit was so real like you know um so it was like keeping you out the streets keeping you you know in school all that kind of shit and i mean you know a lot of kids from my neighborhood and stuff you watch them go down different paths mm-hmm. and shit and it's like yep that motherfucker start fucking with drugs and da da so it, it but we've watched it change over the course of our life too because now like fucking with drugs for black people is not the the death sentence that the, it mm. seemed to be back then right right, right. no so. no and and, and i think just so crazy to me because uh i grew up in the fucking gutter so it wasn't even like oh i'm living in the suburbs like we was in flatbush and then east new york and we was in the fucking gutter but because they so african and because we was muslim it was like the mosque school home so we didn't really mingle you know and i feel like i'm protected in a little bit of a way like my brother got conversations but he didn't get the i gotta get you to 21 conversation god forgive them but my parents was like don't be like these americans Mm -hmm. out here you know what i mean but then some racism happened to my father and then he became the pro-blackest nigga (laughs) out there yeah my father my father was a cab driver and he told me that somebody called him a nigga in the car and that was when he was like oh they don't care what your accent is Mm -mm. a nigga is a nigga and he's a nigga with an accent right (laughs) and so that's that's, like and that's that that um, 
that's that indoctrination it's one of the reasons i don't really feel like animosity towards people like black people all over the world when they come here they are also getting shown the same shit we get shown Mm -hmm. so of course Mm -hmm. you know they're 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 taught and they believe all this stuff and they don't know because Mm -mm. like white supremacy's uh PR and exportation is so fucking oh good. Oh my god! You know? yeah, it, it, it's, it's top it's notch. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's so funny because I love to see my parents' journey and my own journey too. To be honest with you, like, let me not front. I used to think we was better than Jamaicans. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to play like that, you know. But, um, but yeah, like my father, he's like, somebody call me an N word in a car, and I remember. Uh, I'm going to admit this. Don't tell anybody as we broadcast here, thousands of fans. Listen, uh, <laughs> but like, um, I remember when I was like in my first year of my super white private school, I'm a scholarship, scholarship kid and whatever. We went to my private school and, you know, I, the only black men around was my father and my brother. There was mm-hmm. nobody for me to date, have a crush on, whatever. I remember I called myself going home to my African house and being like, Dad, you know, I just don't ever want to date a black man. They're just so rough. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! When we talk gathering, right. okay? Have you had a Nigerian man tell you why you not shit for thinking white people is shit? <laughs> It's the, but that's 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 what happens though i mean you see a lot of american blacks go through that man mm-hmm. um and howard Bryan's book he has this chapter i think it's called the lost tribe or something but it's about mm-hmm. all the kids that are like supposed to be symbols of progress for their parents that are moving out of the hood to escape mm-hmm. all the shit we talked about drugs violence all that stuff you know lack of resources you go to a white place to live on the outskirts of the city or whatever you're a chocolate chip in a fountain of fucking vanilla right you go to the schools you get the quote-unquote better education you get all this shit and then they get disappointed because the kids come home and they're like yes the first person i had a crush on was a white person the person mm-hmm. i want the I... idea of like beauty and 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 marriage material and all this shit is all white shit because you're still getting indoctrinated by those white folks and because you're not part of your you don't get to be part of your culture all the time you have to you know you spend all so, the time yeah you spend so much time and... in school you know like school is for a kid school is like work you spend so much time 40 there. hours a week yeah. absolutely right. easy peasy can you imagine i don't even wake up before 9 a.m these days and i have to be at school at 7 30 get the right. fuck out of here right, right. It's, it's it's crazy and, and and it's a balance though for a, a lot of parents because it's like i want my child to have more and then so for some parents they like yeah you go with these white people but i'm gonna tell you you're gonna hang around your cousin uh pookie and them like you i'm not gonna allow you to lose that blackness within you like i'm right. not gonna allow that separation and it's hard because you talk to those kids well when they get a little bit older you know i think it's all phases and cycles right but when you mm-hmm. talk to some of them as adults a lot of those kids that were forced to kind of like be back with their people what are their experiences i, I was mocked they black yeah. kids didn't like me i was you know that kind of shit so like it's just a fucked up white supremacist situation coming all the way down like no matter which choice you make it's always gonna end up fucked up it's why I've, i like to make so many jokes about it is because it's like you know what's I can't so judge. funny about that though because i think about this constantly because i feel like i've had such an ex- a unique experience of all these things just like an amalgamation of everything 
I will say to you, though, the people who have judged my blackness the hardest have been white people. Mm -hmm. The only people who've ever called me Oreo or shit like that have been white people. I know. Black people have never, black people have never shat on me. Like, I've had, you know, comments here and there, but they haven't happened since I was, like, in high school. I remember, like, one girl was like, oh, Rafa, I think she's pretty because she's light-skinned. And that was my introduction to colorism. But Nigeria is obsessed with light skin. They bleach their skin, whatever. Mm. So me being like naturally so, that was often a conversation at our mosque or like when we went to family gatherings. But Mm. my mother was very, very careful because my brother is darker than y'all. And we have the same face, but just like really, really different complexions. And my mother would go out of her way to make sure I didn't think I was better than my siblings. And so... It was very weird to then go to like St. Anne's and then go to Princeton and people would be like, oh, you know, you're different from other black people and other black people would never be like that to me. Yeah, like, that, that they would was, call me corny because I'm fucking corny, but right. it was never like on some you white. I think corny, you that know? was my experience too, was that the only time someone questioned my blackness, it was always a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I think it was just a function of like the neighborhood I lived in and shit. Like it was mm-hmm. no there was no uh <laughs> like ambiguity about what kind of fucking neighborhood yeah. we came up in right so yeah. like, like the white people that got in our neighborhood was like what how'd you fuck up like what you do to get here yeah. with us yeah like, like 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 why are you still hanging around you, you ain't really you ain't white flighted yet it was you really those type wasted of things. your whiteness right you fucked your privilege right. up somehow <laughs> and, and is charlotte super super segregated um i wouldn't say super new york but, is new yeah, york yeah, is i wouldn't super say super no it's, it's the south so no no yeah because the thing is and, and it's hilarious when you talk to people because uh uh i personally have problems with people from up north who act like down south is just this hick billy ring-a-ding below and we just <laughs> ignorant and we just stupid when i look i go well hey we don't got chinatown we don't we don't have we don't have Jewtown. Like we're not separated like that. Like we're forced actually forced to live together. Yes, racism is here. It is here. But there's there's no you better not cross this this block. Yeah, I think um the other thing though is like those kids get socialized out of like quote unquote out of blackness and they have to fit in with white people. And some of them mm-hmm. kids end up believing that shit, you know? Like, some of them kids really do think they're special and they're different. And I'm not racist. You're different, you're, you know? But these niggers, you know? And so some of those kids will get fucked up by that. And I think it's a lifelong journey to unfuck yourself from yeah, that. Of I, course. I, I think, yeah. you know. I'm still learning shit. To be honest with you, like, I'm still learning shit. Like, um, ugh. Oh. It would be terrible for me to say that. Uh, but I, like, true story, I'm not gonna lie, like, when, when white dudes was the only shit available, like, when you at Princeton and you at St. Anne's, they was the only dudes available, I just wasn't really dating them, and you don't realize how unconscious a decision it is, Mm -hmm. and however uncautious it is, it's still a decision, and, um, and so, you know, like, I was getting violated, violated, violated by white dudes. They didn't respect me. They don't respect you. Like, right. God bless your interracial relationships, everybody out there. But I just don't trust them. Mm-hmm. I learned hard lessons. But I don't know. It's so weird to 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 reconnect with black men beyond your father and your brother through sex. But right. a dude fucked me right 
Usher's Hey Daddy. Right. That was it. I was punk. Like, I'm on this. I'm on this now. We on this now. This is the new, it's the new standard. Like, this, yeah. is, this is the shit. And, is- and I think for me, uh, Ray Sonny, when we was talking about, like, uh, blackness and things like that, I am, I, and it's weird, but I think I have a quote unquote a privilege, privilege, because for me, there was no question my blackness. You know, we used the word nigga. We, I knew I was black. Like there, there was no questioning who I was, and I did not realize how much of a privilege that was that I didn't have to go through a lot of the the struggles, the back and forth, the who am I type of things that some adults to today are still trying to fix. Mm-hmm. Wait, now I'm curious. When did you lean in on nigga? Because I remember when I was like, I, I'm a nigga who says nigga. Who, when did y'all decide on, on nigga? Oh, uh, for me, uh, ever since I've been small, my family has said nigga. Like, like, it's been in the vocabulary. The whole time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my, my family that is, 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 for me, nigger didn't have this, bad thing it was like hey what's up my nigga how you doing my nigga you my nigga like it was always in a pot it was always presented to me in a in positive the household? like yes. even adults were saying around you yes adults wow. were saying to kids be like nigga get your ass up and get ready for school you know like we just talk, you know <laughs> you knew you was black like it wasn't no question about it but like nigga did not tell you to do your homework you know like so for me it was nothing to cringe or nothing to run away from so for me, I I don't have the same negative feeling mm. towards it because for me it was always presented in a positive manner, and and it could be mad, it could be negative too. Put it like this, niggas one of those words for me where it could be a person, place, or thing. It um mm. and I use it as a verb, an adjective, a pronoun, I, and like I use it just about anywhere to to just describe stuff. And for me, <laughs> it has a it has a feeling to it based off of how it's pronounced. Because you pronounce it a certain way, okay, okay, we cool. Then you pronounce a certain way, oh, it's yeah, fighting words, you know. So, so for me, I didn't and have this tone thing. too. Right, like if you if only time you say niggas when you say something negative, yes, right. That's so interesting because I had to make a choice at like seventeen because I was like, ah. Why would we call ourselves such a terrible thing? <laughs> and then um all my homies were like, Nigga, we say nigga around here. Like I don't know what you <laughs> talking about. And um and truly I don't have like a philosophy, I don't have a moral change. I didn't grow up. I just didn't want to be the corny bitch in the group. So <laughs> I say nigga now. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Warren. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah, I, I grew up with it. Um, and my dad, he was like a really, he made sure we could code switch. So like, he really like was on our ass about talking properly. Uh, when we were kids, you know, he was like, uh, you know, ain't, ain't a word, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, mm-hmm. but my dad really loved comedy, like, and still does. Mm-hmm. And then niggas is everywhere in comedy. Exactly. And so, uh, and they used to make him laugh. I used to laugh till I get asthma attacks. And it was like this special time (laughs) in the house where it would be like, you know, I still remember like I almost died because of Damon Wayne stand up. (laughs) Like I almost fucking died. I had an asthma attack so bad. Is this, wait, but also he would kill you without the asthma. The nigga is a legend and he is so underrated. And I really, 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 don't get me started on stand up. Yeah. Don't get me started on black stand up because we could go. But right, 
Damon Wayans is a legend. Yeah, that and that that, that stand up special is one of the greatest for me. Period. Like of all time. Like oh really? Yeah, I still. He's like he's in your top five. That was that that special is definitely up there because like like I said that shit. It was one of those things where like multiple times I was like, well, I guess I have to go to the bathroom and have an asthma attack. Uh, so my parents will let me finish watching this. <laughs> so, uh, but I used to watch my dad really like that was the time where he really, it didn't matter that they weren't talking proper or whatever. They were very funny. It was making him laugh. And I remember being like, I want to be funny. I want to make people laugh. I want to make my dad laugh. I want to make people feel the way these people make me feel. And then also there was a certain level of license that they got that was freedom to be like, yeah, he can say nigga and it's not bad. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, cause you know, my, it's like, my dad's like, don't say this, don't say that. But then Eddie Murphy's on and now he's saying all the things you say not to say. I'm like, I think I want to say those things. <laughs> And I want to do those things, so I don't know when to magic. And not just, not just that he's saying all the things you said I can't say, but you fucking love you when love he it. Say all the you things. love it, and so that yes. was, you know. So I realized then, like, oh, he's trying to raise me a right way, but mm-hmm. then there's this whole other undercurrent because also it was so black, right? Like, as much as he loved like Carla and all these other people, there's just something else about the black people. Right. And so it was so black and it was like a black currency. So we would go to school and I would talk like that. All my friends talk like that. Um, you know, like we was looking at Def Comedy Jam, all that shit. So for uh, for me, it wasn't really like a conscious like choice. I do remember at some point, I think I went to college and when I came back, I was just like, yeah, so I say nigga now and I cuss. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Like I like I never I didn't have the I didn't have the mom. I don't know what to tell yeah. you, nigga mom. Mom, <laughs> nigga dad. And my parents was like, my nigga. You know, like you graduated into <laughs> the niggerdom, the fraternity of niggerdom or whatever. But it was funny though because i don't i never had like fear though because i know a lot of black people talk about like i don't cuss around my parents i don't say the n-word it wasn't like that like i that's a different experience than mine so it's not like i was <laughs> worried like if i say nigga my parents are gonna hit me or some shit I, it was just more like out of respect and whatnot of but course they say it too and they listen to the show so hi mom hi dad so yeah, <laughs> you know. um but anyway you also have a new podcast um, yes i have a new podcast i have a new podcast and i'm very excited my uh my like i've done so many you've been on this journey with me rod mm-hmm. thank you for being a good friend throughout Come thank on. you for being a good friend throughout, karen uh <laughs> i uh i'm obsessed with reality tv anybody who knows me knows it's what I wear on my front, the way people are gamers, I'm a reality TV person. And um, I've been obsessed with the real world since I was a wee kid. And, you know, it's evolved into the challenge, the real world road rules challenge. And so now it's just the challenge because the, both the real world and road rules are canceled, but the challenge is still on. Mm. And they still have people from way back then. And they uh, have people they bring in from like Big Brother and Survivors. Very crazy now. Uh, but my friend, Jacques Neal, who is um, a podcast host for this podcast called Culture Kings, and he's an actor, comedian, but I'm grown-ish, you know, shit like that, you know, L.A. shit, L.A. shit. <laughs> um, but uh, we just get on there and we talk about the challenge, and truly, like, I've 
been doing a lot of podcast stuff in my days. Me and Marsha are trying to figure it out for quarantine time and stuff. But truly, honestly, just talking about the challenge is the most fucking fun mm. I've had in a long time. Because there's a freedom talking about TV that you don't have with other things obviously because i'm a negress and jackie's is a black man we inject race and gender and you know right. observations that people like us can't escape mm-hmm. but um but it's just so fucking fun to have a source material that wants to be as fucking straightforward and not layered as possible as misogynistic as this season has been and it's so nice to like put race into something to put gender into something instead of like looking up and fucking joe biden telling me i ain't black or whatever right. <laughs> it's just like it's so <laughs> nice to be the one to put it on something right you know? I, I think also i was talking to justin about this because justin is his favorite thing is reality tv he watch all the fucking mm. shows all the all shows i know he always he's always posted about loving hip-hop or whatever and i'm like yes justin justin's my favorite by the way uh, i know disrespect to y'all mm. but i love me some justin yeah he's oh you, you ain't the only one ridiculous ass. yeah he's a lot um so <laughs> he uh he loves reality I love shows how he trolls you. i love it i i know that's a, everyone loves it um so that's that's the thing um we were talking about it and i was like you know the thing that reality shows gives everyone that um nothing else really can give us anymore is the ability to judge people loudly and in public like they're selling judgment like what they're really selling you is like watch these people do stupid shit that you you know in a more polite nice time you wouldn't say anything you'd be like this is their choice or you know like it doesn't matter how fucking liberal you are it doesn't matter how conservative you are you see a motherfucker get drunk and do something stupid you get to be disgusted with them and that's what they're selling you they're like they don't mind that you're disgusted you know so you are absolutely right you are absolutely right and um it's very strange because I am very protective of reality stars and I understand that their sole purpose is our scorn, to be mm-hmm. the object of our scorn. Mm-hmm. So I'm in um, a couple of Facebook groups, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm in Bravo Facebook group, shut up. And um, what will happen is a couple of times I'll like go in and they're all white women. Mm-hmm. They're always all white women. And I'll go in, like, this morning, I went into the Facebook group, and, like, it'll be a screenshot of this random person sending the nastiest message to this reality TV star. And I have to go in and be like, you don't know these people. Right. That's so scary. Yo. Okay. Can you tell me? Sorry, I'm very high. Uh, Can can you guys (laughs) tell me? If I'm crazy, because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, but this is obvious to me. A woman drove into a neighborhood in L.A. and took a picture of the front of a reality star's house. And in the picture is the both of their cars with the full license plate in view. And she was like, oh, I went to so-and-so's home. And, uh, you know, we were just driving around the neighborhood and a couple of us were like, bitch, you weird. And everybody else in the group is piling on me. I'm like, no, this is psycho. Right. Like, this is 
this is psycho. I'm like, like, uh, they were like, and one person legitimately said, oh, these people talk about their STDs on camera. It's not a fucking crazy thing for me to, and I'm like, I can tell you whatever the fuck I want to tell you about my pussy. You don't get to drive by my motherfucking house and take a picture of my front door and my fucking cars. Are you nuts? You just posted this in a Facebook group of thousands. Thousands. Yeah, fuck around and get and sued. Like I'm crazy because people think people think that they have the right. They think they own these people. It's it's a certain oh, dollar amount. Yeah, yeah, over strangers on right. TV that, that you don't know. It's I don't know what the dollar amount is, but everybody has this imaginary dollar amount in their mind, and they think once you reach that dollar amount, whatever the dollar amount that I I deem too much, whatever I deem too much. Whatever that dollar amount is, all of a sudden your rights don't matter. All of a sudden your privacy yes. doesn't matter. It it, it 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 doesn't matter to me because I feel like I own the right to you because yep. this is what you wanted when you crossed whatever that threshold is, and that's not true. Sometimes people are talented, and their talents get them this money. I some people's sole purpose isn't to get rich. They just happen to get, be rich. But for some people, mm. they think because you got rich, you wanted to get rich. And because Well, you- so that is so crazy that you mentioned that because I so this woman, she was just like, Well, I was like, You would be terrified if someone right. took a picture of you at the front door and put it in a Facebook group and she was like, Well, when people pay me to uh put my life on TV, then I'll have this conversation with you. I was like, jealousy is a disease. What right. you you're mad because you're paid. You're not paid to be on TV. And because you think you would do better with that money, you want to violate these people who aren't doing the thing with the money that you want them to do. And right. I'm like, I'm just in this place right now. I hate reducing things to jealousy because jealousy but- sounds like but that's what it an is oversimplified thing but jealousy is actually so complex mm-hmm. and it's and it's the root of so many things and i only uh recently learned this not because you know i'm so successful and everything but <laughs> people are fucking je- people are fucking jealous and they yeah. will like try to ruin you destroy yes. your life because they resent that you have yeah. what they think they want they don't even fucking want it i promise right. you i don't even have anything i have a couple things mm-hmm. i have baby things i've been on the i've been on the lowest rung of a writing staff that people think is popping and you would think that i have everything the way people want to destroy you it's yep. fucking crazy and then it's not just the dollar amount anymore it's also the fame so like people, it's the same. people it's look at the, the same. It's not yeah. even a dollar amount because you don't be really honest, know what they make. Think people want to be rich. Yeah. Yes. Nobody knows what anybody makes, and I don't think anybody actually wants to be rich. I think people want to be shouted out when they go out in public, but right. they don't know what comes with that. Right. Not I've. I've not gotten attention, but I've been with niggas who are getting attention, and let me tell you, that shit is fucking un pleasant right. like relax fucking eat your ego waffles and have your normal fucking life like yep. 
true story. You do not want to be no fucking Issa Rae. You don't right. want to be no like you don't want to be Angela. Like you don't want to be these. And when they get like when you see people like <laughs> like get mad at people for having check marks on Twitter and shit or or Instagram or having too many followers and stuff, it's always like this weird envy and jealousy. And you look at like what really pushed me off of people was looking at folks like political praxis being really closely related to everyone that's in my lane doing better than me i'm like wait a minute <laughs> exactly <laughs> how come how come my ideology is specifically everyone who also wants to write in television right get the fuck out of here right. get the fuck this out the, of here this the problem with america this is this is what's bringing us down right <laughs> this, this is the hill that you're willing to die on but uh to go back with, with what you were saying sweetie i think for me when it comes to that famous part people don't know what these people had to do with the sacrifices they went like they don't know they just assume that's something that they want but guess what the average person can walk outside their house and live their lives and nobody will never know who they are these people Mm. the second they open their front door they are recognized they cannot live Mm. a normal life they can't go shopping they can't like they have to have bodyguard like people do not realize the what you quote unquote have to give up in order to have this particular level of fame. And it's very lonely there being being there when you know that you can't live this normal life. Yeah, I listen to uh Sure, I do but I do wanna be careful. I'm not out here, you know, sympathizing more for like Beyonce than the homeless nigga on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just no, no, well, no, yeah, I don't think I don't think are, anybody I don't think anybody would take it that uh, way. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I, okay, cool. I was gonna say I do I I was listening to uh I was listening to Quest Love Supreme's uh show and uh it was an episode with Solange on there. It's a really great episode. But uh Fonte was talking about um they were talking about Prince, um, and how everyone thinks they want to be Prince, but Prince would be fucking miserable sometimes because it was like they go to a hotel, he's stuck in the hotel. He can't do shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like he it's like you're better off being like someone in the crew, someone in the band because those people yes. like you get the, be- the best the best above words right just yes a- you reap all the men you get all the groupies who want to fuck you on your way to prince right and you don't have to pay prince's bills and you don't have to perform prince's sets and you don't have to show up for prince's obligations like right. i totally 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 understand that like i there's nothing there's nothing i want less on the planet than to be so famous i can't go outside yeah, that sounds crazy. horrible to me that's crazy. if you i gotta sneak like beyonce's gotta go to fucking gas stations for a thrill that right. sounds fucking insane yeah that sounds fucking crazy i want to be able to just go to chick-fil-a god forgive me gay people i want to go to chick-fil-a no problem mm-hmm. like i don't want it to be an issue we gotta sneak pictures and post on twitter you know what i mean if i like order from white castle or some shit that's also nuts. like i've been thinking i haven't really found the, the the full thought on this but at some point people turned from like regular fans and enthusiasts of shit into like now everybody or not everybody a lot of people act like the woman who killed selena like they think mm-hmm. that's yeah. like that's mm-hmm. what normal mm-hmm. is for being a fan now it's you know i think stan culture is the worst thing that's yeah. happened to us Agreed. and for for us to have reclaimed the term that's down started out so crazy <laughs> right. is nuts right. it's nuts like somebody reminded me yesterday that 
Stan did drive himself off a bridge <laughs> right. and die. Right. And Eminem hadn't even seen the letters yet. Right. Like, that is crazy. Right. That is that is nuts. That is absolutely fucking nuts. I mean, like, it's <laughs> always been kind of bubbling in the back of my mind. But uh, all the hype over Normani last year was the breaking point for me. Yeah. I was just like, because, uh, okay, I'm going to whisper this. Mm-hmm. I just feel okay about Normani. <laughs> but, um, but it was so overwhelming. Right. Like, that motivation video came out, and I was like, yeah, she's a beast at dancing, but mm. none of this is inspired, and I don't enjoy her voice particularly. Right. Just a perfectly fine pop song. And I would never have given it a negative review. Right. I appreciate a dark-skinned shorty doing her thing. So I would never be like, Normani is terrible. Right. But I also was like, I. it is absurd that on my own platform, I'm scared to feel okay about a song. Right. And then, like, I saw Cardi B posting Normani. Bitch, you don't even know Normani. Right. And then it was like, it was like all these, like, celebrities feeling obligated to celebrate her and then the fandom being like um kill camilla cabello because she was racist when she was five years old and then i was like oh you're gonna murder people over this (laughs) mediocre artist jeez louise i don't if you want to murder assassinate me over some good shit i did you know what i mean like I was about to ruin your parents' life because they was never going to see art the same way. Murder me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if it's like, if it's like, oh, a song you can hear on the radio and passion, like, how do you have this passion? And I realized that it's not about the artist or the art anymore. Right. It's about, it's not. you know, belonging, right. feeling self-important, empowerment through these, like, really toxic yeah faces yeah like i and i and i i am we are in the age of hives and hives are very dangerous oh they can be very dangerous because the hives total purpose is just to protect the queen or whatever they're circling around that's their whole purpose you're so, so right. anything that you comes, know i never even thought about that you're absolutely fucking right yeah anything that comes they attack it they don't care like they can't tell good from bad they was like you said something i got to say something and they don't they don't care because their whole purpose is to protect the person that actually don't need protection but they feel like they must well do i it. think that's the thing though right so not to get too deep but i always do but um it's not even i a, love it i love it i listen to you every fucking day you guys I love <laughs> it's not even about the person it's about mm-hmm. it's about the group it's right. not about the person and like the person is a substitute for a reason for them to hang out like Agreed. online virtually so like that's You're why right. like that's why certain people have to be a thing because they have to be a thing because we need a thing like yeah you know I, you know like um and i you know i don't have any shade towards no money i really i didn't even really listen i don't know because um, like that's <laughs> like I, I like i finally hit 40 and then i was just like i don't have to be involved do your thing y'all mm-hmm. have fun Mm-mm. so it has nothing to do with me and if people are like oh you haven't heard that song no, no. and i'm fine yeah. not hearing it not i'm not okay. like yeah not even in shade just no is this seems like a temporary thing maybe we'll pleasantly be surprised in a couple years from now i'll be like oh that stuck around but for a lot of times it's, it's just a temporary thing because people need a thing and i think another great example of this was uh doja cat's return 
you know because i know at first she was i'm canceled. not gonna lie mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i have perpetrated that return mm-hmm. i thought the i thought um i thought that the reaction to the first misstep was was an overreaction me too me too and i mean she did apologize and i read the apology i thought it was a good apology it just don't matter you know once motherfuckers decide they don't fuck with you you could literally come to their house and suck every person's dick by yourself and they're still gonna be online like (laughs) like they i don't believe it her pr agent made her do that so don't so i don't i don't really go for all that shit i don't care but the resurgence of it the reason i was i was interested in or i saw it so much is because this time people was kind of branding it behind like black girl magic type shit same thing happened with normani when she came back yes it was like okay it was like because uh she got a number one with nikki and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it was like look at all these black women with number ones i was like y'all hate nikki y'all said she married a rapist her brother she covered for a child rapist to go back to your point about it being a group online and not like somewhat related to the identity of the person who they're standing but mostly about being in a group nikki's fans hate her husband right they don't want her to be married no more same thing with beyonce to me what'd you say same thing with beyonce same thing with beyonce them niggas don't like Mm jay-z exactly so it's not even like uh oh we stand everything you do it's uh, it's a like we want to control everything you do because everybody wants to wants nikki to divorce the husband me too secretly mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie that nigga sounds crazy mm-hmm. but if but like i don't want beyonce to divorce jay-z but also jay-z is my favorite rapper so right. that, well, it's, it's just, uh, they like, all they're all the fucking woman that killed selena man it's crazy like like i'm yeah. that's the one thing i'm and really i don't understand how we're celebrating this like it's ultimately mentally deviating behavior that's yes. fucking nuts that's that's the only thing that i'm not only thing but it's one of the things i'm really glad about growing up in the household i grew up in i just didn't do celebrity worship so i i feel like i i missed the boat but but i'm glad to not be on that fucking boat because i don't really get disappointed in people either like so when doja cat fucks up i'm like weren't weren't were we really making her a theme thing like we didn't think she was gonna be president we just thought she made music and had a fat ass like it wasn't like a fucking a movement but i think there's not proper context to these things well hold on this is what i was gonna say so look at like because this happened with cardi and like it made me caution against it i don't because i always end up bracing for it with people that i actually do like um people's people that like her shit then funnel their politics into her shit right so then it's like she can't right, be right. a nigga that raps Rather and than receiving who she actually right. is right now she gotta okay. be an intersectional womanist socialist blah 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 and it's like that's kind of cool that that you want her to think to express that but then when she doesn't now we have to have like the you know open letter to cardi b and it's like that part is you being crazy that's not her being crazy yeah. she didn't change or do nothing she didn't tell you to be like bell hooks and cardi b said she didn't tell y'all to do that you did that and now we have to have this fucking discussion i don't like that shit well we you know because ultimately we be lying we be lying about who we are we be lying about who other people are true. and we just lying ass niggas and <laughs> i don't know that's i'm true. tired of lying like the other day you know obviously 
I'm not part of this community, so I feel kind of reckless talking about it, but Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga, actually, fuck it, they both women, I could talk about them, but Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga put out a song together called Rain On Me the other day, Okay, and I, listen, I'm a television writer in Los Angeles, literally every person I know is a white gay person, mm-hmm. so I, um, all my white gay friends was like, ah, this song is killing me, rain on me. So I go looking for this song. Mm-hmm. Nigga, when I tell you the shit was mid, mm-hmm. the shit was fucking mid. I could have shot this song out. Like, it was so whack. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so corny. And I'm sitting there watching all of these people lie to me about mm-hmm. how good a song this is. And these are people that I respect. I know they have good taste because I've talked to them. We've mm-hmm. con- conversed about things. We've worked on things together. And it's so embarrassing <laughs> to watch people feel like they got to lie about some shit. And I don't know if it's proximity to success. Like, mm-hmm. true story. I, like... And friends, I'm not famous. I am the friend of the friend of the friend of the famous person. Right. And I'm I'm watching my friends try to climb up and get to famous. Right. And I'm seeing their behavior change before I have the opportunity to be too swept up in it. So right. like, you know, see that shit. And it's just so wild to me because I can shoot you a text right now and be like, nigga, I know you know that shit. <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I want so-and-so on my podcast. Right. I want, and, um. It's a game it's, to it's, it. It's, it's a game it's to a it. It's a game. And it's just very interesting because you never, I don't think I anticipated social media turning us into brand obsessed people when we aren't even brands. Right. But we like I even like I'm not even going front. There are things I purposely don't comment on. Mm-hmm. Same. And even still, I comment too much. Mm-hmm. Like I called somebody a coon last summer, and HBO was pressed. Right. So like, you know what I mean? Like it's really like you gotta be. Well, even even with like the other, I, sometimes I feel bad for the whites though because there was a time when they liked corny shit and nobody could tell them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, the tools to get to them to let them know, like, yo, this thing that y'all are going to give an award to at the MTV Music Awards is actually trash and nobody fucks with it. But y'all, they don't have that anymore. So now, so now when they try to make something happen niggas be on their ass right away they don't even get like a day to be like yo this is the shit everybody's like they don't never get they can't have shit no more Mm -hmm. we be on their ass now it's so different for them man oh so Oh, so you didn't like Watchmen? Right. Oh, so you didn't like Watchmen? <laughs> Let me get 90 niggas to unsubscribe from your fucking channel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it be so serious in the streets. It's the best, man. But like, so like they like that's a definitely a new phenomenon for mm-hmm. them because they had stopped trying to make things happen for a while like it, they were like yeah. what what do you blacks think and then if we were like nah boo they were like fuck it we're not we're not gonna fuck with it like um iggy azalea was doing good for a while macklemore yeah and then it's like it would trickle down the niggas we'd be like mm, nope no not good Wait, time out. did you did you watch dave 
not yet no i'm scared i, I think it's gonna be good and i'm scared to watch the pop, it no my nigga it is good and that See, makes I, knew me it. So angry. I knew it I knew it makes it. me so angry because they're like there are things that they don't in my opinion address well like mm-hmm. little dicky's whiteness and the mm-hmm. privilege like they they kind of like fan services mm-hmm. a little bit they like kind of like Hey, nigga, like, if we don't talk about this, we gonna look crazy. And, but it's like, uh, they're, they're in kind of a paradoxical situation because it's like, they can't solve it. The nigga is rich right. and white and has this TV show because he's rich and white. Like, right. what can we do on the platform that we have because right. of the privilege? But, um, it's excellent. That's like, I heard. quite love it. I heard. love it. I love it. So here's my here's my thing though here's my thing though like shadow and act did this and it was so fucked up when um when it first came out and they were doing the like is it problematic they were like kevin hart's new fx series dave oh right because he produced it right no do people you know what i learned from working in television mm-hmm. that you niggas don't know how tv works right. it makes me so angry every motherfucking day <laughs> it makes me so angry it may, i be wanting to shake shit this whole asking for insecure to be an hour nigga do you know what comedy is right also it's like mad hard like yeah like, because like that's the other thing too people think like like people will write shit like my favorite is when people write shit that they want to show to be and i hate to tell them but the only people that want that are you like yeah. no are like you? like the reason that like i remember one time someone wrote a long thing piece that was like yeah we the character of kelly on insecure needs to be this that another matter of fact i'd watch a show about her and it's just her and she's watering her plants and she's working out and she's going to work i said you write the fucking show not not just that not just that nobody won't see that show Mm -mm. like you it's easy for you to say that because you like you and your household of one thinks you want to see that you don't even want to see that no you don't want to see that it's the reason reality shows are still do fucking great with ratings because people do want to see dysfunction they they act like they don't yes they they act like they don't want to see it i had this debate with some respectable ass shorty the other day and i was like you a fucking lie you a fucking lie because when i mentioned how much i love reality show and i am um really good at convincing people of things that are toxic that's Mm -hmm. how my brain works Mm -hmm. and so i was explaining to her that she wants the television that she keeps telling me she don't want Mm -hmm. she oh no i don't want i don't want this and then i mentioned nini from real housewives of atlanta and guess who had an opinion because the bitch watched right so it's like and but i will say that i love reality tv because um uh, i'm of the opinion that equality is getting to be as terrible as everybody else yeah. gets to be um the luxury of individualism is that your flaws are yours and they don't uh, they aren't like a shared quality of a group right or whatever and so uh i was i, I was like trying to explain to her that i feel like oh okay you know reality tv is don't we're not turning this into a think piece don't go talking about practice here and there okay Mm -hmm. people in the chat whatever i just mean that like in a space that is dominated by men as is most things 
Right. Uh, like television writing and character development and things like that. Reality is the one place for girls to break out in the way that men don't have control over or don't shape. Similar to the way that like men condescend about makeup or modeling right. as like a, an industry, but they don't um, they don't let us do the serious important things. They right. keep it masculine for whatever. So we go out and do these things. And I think of reality TV as like, where on fucking earth does a television show feature 50 year old women being terrible right we have all these tv shows like better call saul the sopranos all these middle-aged and older men being terrible and being heroes right. for yes. doing it but the minute girls want to be terrible on tv it's trash tv right. we don't want it and then when they go you're not going to script us as complicated figures so we're going to be um, complicated ourselves, like in our real lives, as they capture it. People, people want to reject it or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But it's, it's, there's an honesty in that. And people love to pretend they don't like it. People don't, they don't engage honestly with anything. And I don't know who we are all performing for because we also all hate the people we right. got to play for. Right. I, don't I don't get it either. What's going on. And, and it's really wild though, because truth be told, a lot of the people are really quick to tell you what they don't like, but they will never tell you what they like. Okay. 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 You what don't like do it. Like Let me hear what you like, because see, if they tell you what they like, they know that shit is corny to somebody else because mm -hmm. a lot of people's thing is just to go around and tell, tell people shit that's wrong with everything in the world because actually the problem ain't me it's you it's something within mm -hmm. you that you're unhappy so you scroll online to 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 bust up in everybody's party and kick over oh, the cake absolutely. and pop the balloons and kick the record play over because you're unhappy i ain't got nothing to do with that and also uh to piggyback on what you said before i think that when people make these lists what a lot of times what they see is out there is documentaries and motherfuckers you don't watch them well, a lot of times what they, I don't want this and I want that. I don't, if, if it is fiction, you want real. Okay. It's a lot of real shit out there. That's very boring and very, and, and, but they and, don't want that. right. Mm -hmm. So the thing is you lie. Like, like, like you just tell them these lies to, to we all lie. It's also like teams and shit. Like, correct. Um, and I think people don't want to like upset their team and their social networks and their groups and stuff like that too. Cause like, people like it's like how can i say that i'm for all this positivity but then if i watch insecure and molly and Esau are arguing i and i'm tuning in every week and i'm live tweeting it and i'm talking about it five fucking days of the week on my social media i have to be like i hate this this is terrible why can't they just get along because nigga there's nothing to talk about if they get along that's not a yes, show like that's no show without conflict <laughs> if these niggas you just show up have self-care sunday every week and nothing goes wrong it's the lowest rated show on tv no one watches it, it never gets renewed so like that that whole idea is stupid like you need the drama to make it work and i think with um one of the things Ray reminded me about with reality TV was I remember when, uh, like, when, remember when, anytime an NBA player dates a Kardashian, we always have to have this thing where, like, people feel like they need to clarify that the guy is a serious NBA player, okay? So you oh, might think you know, he's so... Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. I feel very passionately about this. Remember when Lamar got caught in that yeah. fucking brothel? 
And Scott Van Pelt did a fucking whole fucking thing about how the Kardashians ruined Lamar. Like, Lamar hadn't been an addict since he was fucking 18 years right. old. Got lost. Got lost. Right. His freshman year in fucking Vegas. But it was suddenly Chloe's problem. Right. Suddenly Chloe made him dangerous. I'm like, nigga, you are writing whole storylines about a nigga throwing a ball in a hoop we are just <laughs> as shallow right. you are just as shallow don't play with me like this this is fucking crazy and listen i love nba ball i love right. nba ball i am a god forsaken cursed Knicks fan from since i am five years old mm. don't play with me it's the same shit the same part of me that wants to talk about Chloe and yep. Kim, and I hate Chloe and Kim, but I be talking about them because mm -hmm. I'm 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 a mess too. Right. But the same shorty who wants to talk about the people dating them is the same shorty who's watching the men they dating. Right. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. You guys be whispering and talking and talking and whispering. Oh, I heard he's gonna go to this team. Right. I heard he he cussed out Stephen A. Smith. Right. Oh my. Was trying to fight with right. Kevin Durant. The nigga actually plays ball, right. and you are a per you are called a reporter, but what you do is professionally gossip about right. niggas like Kevin. Right. And you gonna say to me what I fucking like mm. ain't good, ain't masculine? You as girly as the niggas come. We just Get watched a we just watched a ten hour expose on the inner workings Hello. of michael and Jordan it was and nothing but team. drama and, and all the men were up and down the goddamn timeline yes having oh a God, and, and i'm not knocking it right right, right. right. <laughs> if it was me i would have disrespected him back okay right. because you're not gonna punch me just because you talented and do you remember how come they left this part of the gambling story out of the story? Mm, right. You niggas is gossiping right. the right. fucking way. Good people do when yeah. they watch reality show TV. It's not a difference. And so, but for some reason, they want to separate it like they're different things. Everybody likes gossip. I don't know why people don't Hello? believe this. Everybody likes gossip. And my I favorite love is when men gossip. Because if you tell people my pussy is good, most people will come talk to me. <laughs> Please. Go tell everybody I'm tight, I'm snatched. Okay, <laughs> listen. Well, the I thing, the, the thing that kills me were the people that would correct the headlines and be like, "Chris Humphreys is a New Jersey Nets." NBA professional basketball <laughs> player. He is not the he husband. So He's not the husband of uh of Kardashian. And I was like, it's nigga, more people in this world know him no from the Kardashians. Word. You can't it's argue okay. that. The numbers bear can out. Approaching and can you imagine being approaching being a bench player on the net? Right. As if it were a fucking Senate come on and for the record i am fair okay i feel the same way every time they say not to call that woman george clooney's wife same way no I. one of them is one of them is famous what is it it makes me so mad she it's so fucking stupid it's so fucking stupid it's 
what lawyer do you know is famous for being a lawyer? There's two. It's Johnny Cochran and whatever niggas Johnny Cochran is killing with. Right. I don't fucking know their name. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with Barry Sex's daughter. That's why I know who the other person on right. the OJ case was. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, Johnny Cochran and niggas may have gotten your favorite person. Right. Do not play. We like know a jo- Johnny movie. Cochran, yes. Matlock. Okay. That's, there's that's like, it. there's Matt like two Lock. famous oh, lawyers. Oh, like, I couldn't look. But that's because people be approaching it with their teams, man. Like that was the white woman feminist team that was like, "No, she was already." I'm like, "Nigga, no, she's George Clooney's wife, and you know why? You know who's okay with that? Her, because she's fucking George yes. Clooney. She wants you niggas Hello. to know. What's the point of fucking George Clooney if nobody knows? Come if on, what's the point? People, George Clooney dated forty blondes. Yes. In- 20, in 20 years and we knew all of their names and we knew that nigga was gonna gift them babies mm-hmm. then George Clooney got married and gave somebody babies that's why she's important Come on, people do law people do law unrecognized all the time listen why are we recognizing shorty cause she's sitting on the right dick let's right. be honest with each other she snatched Come that nigga on. up he was the number one prize she snatched him up we gotta give credit where it's due it. We don't have to keep. We don't have to keep telling her she's popping. The right. poppingness is that she changed her last name. Mm-hmm. She had a last name, mm-hmm. and she changed it to Clooney. <laughs> right. So she want us to acknowledge. She know that, that nigga came. She know. Okay. She she's okay. like, oh, I knew I was popping. You guys don't. You can stop. You can stop. Uh, I'm with George. Exactly. <laughs> but, I changed my name if too. I'm if I'm a famous civil rights lawyer, and I go, wow. I am a famous civil rights lawyer. I'm known, I'm known internationally for saving refugees and I'm a UN person or whatever. And I meet some white nigga and I take his last name. That's on purpose. That's a choice. Shorty was pushing 50. Like, mm-hmm. come on. It is what it is. Come now, it, look, if you don't want it, there's plenty of famous rich niggas that i mean non-famous rich people that you know don't look like george clooney and aren't as well renowned but i mean eve snatched up a dude we don't know that nigga's name don't know him we fuck with eve oh i know his name what is his name is maximilian i don't remember his last none of us know his name we don't my point is we he not the famous one eve is no, the famous one okay she snatched up not. and she's living comfortable we don't need to know his name she don't no. care Mm-mm. if he, we know his name no he could deliver me a pizza i'd be like okay thank she you don't, sir and she don't tip. give a fuck she's living comfortable off of that okay but karen he would karen he would deliver you a pizza at like 200 miles per hour in a very sleek fucking car <laughs> yes that motherfucker will fly <laughs> you to italy he's like a race car like billionaire <laughs> man i love eve eve don't never be yeah, in nobody she is living her eve, best life i, I did not know eve had a job being on tv every day because she don't ever fuck what up that? she she on one, one of the of like views or the shows the talk mm-hmm. the soup whatever she on one of those shows she and she's been on there for years yes she just don't fuck up so we never hear about her do you know how hard that is to keep that job and not be fucking up as a black woman because like that's kind of what they get the black women on there to do is to be the one who fuck up so they can be like "Ooh, we went viral because uh whoopi said some crazy shit today or we went viral because um uh manda diva said some crazy shit yeah. 
yo eve been on there just minding her motherfucking you business her amanda diva yes. and you are fucking hysterical for that that is hilarious to me that you remember that she's amanda diva because i'll be trying to be like niggas why are you pressed it's fucking Amanda D. Right. She's like, Amanda D. did this weekend. I'm like, yeah, she corny like Amanda D. Right. was corny. Yeah. I don't fucking. But Eve is fucking dope to me. And I'm actually not on some Stan shit because mm. we've literally just spent like two hours shitting on Stan culture. But it is wild to me because in that conversation, like you said, we like drama right. again, right? right? In that conversation about female rappers, and we skipped that whole fucking era yep. between Lil Kim and Nicki because mm-hmm. there was a whole time where Nicki, excuse me, where Eve and Lil Kim overlapped, even yep. Foxy Brown overlapped, mm-hmm. Eve and and fucking Down South Shorties, Jackie O, all of these mm-hmm. people. Eve was popping. Yep. I remember. My mom cornrowed my hair back for me mm. so I could look like Eve. She wouldn't let me get the yellow weave because I was 11, but I was out here trying to look like Eve. Mm. And and Eve went. I remember Eve having hits well into 2002, maybe mm-hmm. 2003. So we talking 99 yep. to like 2003, 2004, and nobody talk about her and, and she's not it controversial. Was, it was rumored that she had a sex tape with Stevie J, and I remember a little. No, that, it's not rumored, nigga. I seen it. Stevie J fucking dildo fucked her on tape, and now she on the talk like you say, what a right. fucking blow up. A legend, a legend, Jeez. like she left she left that shit behind so easy dog like it was just like you looked up and it was like oh no e fucks billionaires now i don't know where you guys have been but no 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 (laughs) none of that ghetto shit for me i won't be on love in anything okay so i am so astonished that you guys are telling me that she's on the talk yes crazy right because she don't every day and she don't be what happened was Karen was getting up early to go to work and so I was like let me get up and walk you to the car and so I'll come in I'm already up I'm like I guess I'll watch these morning shows or something and do stuff in the background and then one day I just noticed like yo Eve is on this show and I was like I've watched this three or four days in a row she's just on here she's smart she never says anything controversial how long she had this job like a month smart that makes me excited yeah i was like she must have had it for like a month smart former stripper and so that was like nah she's been she's been doing that for like two or three years or whatever the fuck i was like and she ain't never went viral for no dumb shit because that's kind of what they do with the black person on the show right it was like nah she just be on there minding her motherfucking business someone in the chat said she replaced aisha tyler okay okay yeah okay good for her man like i said she coming up all right we this is the longest intro of all time um i'm sorry it's all good it's all good we love to just get to talking um we do now we uh do have news okay we uh have are you gonna coronavirus me i'm a coronavirus we have been starting every show with a coronavirus segment um okay. featuring different songs yeah we don't we don't know what they're gonna sound like today's <laughs> song is uh who is this it looks like no rose mullet okay coronavirus oh, okay. it's called coronavirus are we about to get some folk folk virus songs i, I don't know rose mullet sounds like a white woman who wants to warble over some acoustic guitar or some shit well i've only i've never listened to any of the songs before we hit play Mm-mm. this one's only okay. a minute long 
it's rose mullet and it's coronavirus parentheses covid19 theme song oh because you know song. it needs a theme song apparently <laughs> so what is this like the pokemon song we just gonna... <laughs> like what is this gonna be all right i'm gonna hit play let's see listen up this is a public service announcement the coronavirus is a global pandemic do not go outside i'm quarantined and i'm so bored got nothing to do but the shores gonna go online and send a tweet go to bed and then repeat so i sit down got nothing to do so i step outside and get some food then i and i achoo. better watch out it's coming for you tell me it's just a dream but i see it stand right at me covid 19 come for me coronavirus coming right by us <laughs> coming alive i'm scared i wanna die covid 19 come for me coronavirus coming right by us corona coronavirus corona coronavirus corona coronavirus that was the uh coronavirus theme um so first of all can i just say that as far as theme songs go like it's terrible see yes i just bit my tongue theme songs are supposed to be repetitive so they stick in people's head if you mm. think about your favorite theme songs from television they're rather repetitive or at least the songs the verses sound like the previous verse so right. this whole like switching it up on this terrible edm track garbage, garbage you know trash i hope this song dies along with people <laughs> uh yeah that song because I, I knew that was trouble I think <laughs> that song went to one of the coronavirus memorial day parties uh so yes <laughs> Um, so in two weeks it's gonna be completely gone it's gonna be gone <laughs> it sounds like the kind of white uh song that used to be popular like right at that slight little bump between like the 90s and the 80s where people oh were, yeah where people were going to ibiza yeah and wearing that stupid shirt and fucking they weren't and they were like, like a little you didn't really need to sing the song like i remember when we graduated we had, talk. That, we had that one song that was about sunscreen and it was long as fuck and people were playing Wait, it what? What you haven't heard this song oh god it's so terrible no. um it's Wait, just, i feel like you only like seven or eight years older than me why like i mean i guess that's enough for a cultural ladies and gentlemen I have no idea what song of the class of 99 wear sunscreen if i could offer you only this one sounds tip for the vaguely future, familiar sunscreen would be it the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists. Let me get to the beat. 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one oh, thing every day. Is this a parody of Chris Rock's um, no. Effects in the Champagne? No. The pa- that Chris- one came first? Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock's came second. Um, But like this, and then there was also that song, which actually is a bop that I don't know the name of it, but the one where it's like, I was sitting at the counter <laughs> of the <laughs> Oh yeah, I know that's, that's my jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit. White people got that one right, but the point. Wait, I have a question. Do you guys? So, okay, are there? Did you guys chase out white songs, or were they just like white songs that were so popular they got to you? Because I feel like yeah, so it was just, I'm well, so in well, this, this is my point. 
there was no methodology at the time to take away white people's things so white people yeah, got to pick some songs right. and then you just had to fuck with them songs because that's what it, it was, was. everywhere we had there that's was no spotify list this whole career is that, me having to just accept you just gotta accept it yes and like i'm I not love me some, i'm britney bitch and i'm not like i said yes. i'm not i'm not trying to cape for the white man okay i'm not but there was something lost in the cultural exchange that they now don't have any voice yeah when it comes to right. the, what's popping like there used to be a time where i'd be like fuck they got that one right i gotta give it up that's yeah that one is that <laughs> yeah. one is banging Cause, you know because you can tell Wait, me when was when was your last when was your last like fuck it I don't care if white, black people drag me for this. This is my white shit. I'm going up. It was Ariana's Thank You Nest album for me. When was the last that time shit you explains. had a, like, a fuck it, black people. This is my white bitch. Because <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, you couldn't tell. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I've never really been one that, like, care what the white people did, so I didn't really fuck with them like that. But I think uh, – and then for black folks, like, with music, I don't like to talk to, about music to folks – a lot of times because it's so subjective but i think the last mm. joint that i was like this is white as fuck and it, it goes was that um and we just gonna deal was um what was the name of that it's a song um that you don't know your beautiful song that joint oh yeah. direction yeah i was like no nah, this shit is i was like this shit is actually good i don't really care what niggas think i don't <laughs> i'm not even gonna seek out to know what niggas think about this because like i was like that's actually a bop so that was probably the last one and then Karen, Karen, when was the last time you was like, look, this white shit is lit. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? The same thing that, that Ariana Grande, uh, mm-hmm. I was listening to What's the Tea and Nick Drew and Reggie were talking about her, her album just dropped and they was talking about how good it was. And I've never really excellent. listened, I never really listened to any of her music. So I was like, you know what? Let me go check it out. I fucked around and pushed play and I rocked that shit all the way to the end. I was like, oh shit now. My and favorite, <laughs> my favorite is when you find out that other niggas do fuck with it. That, like, so for mine, yes. uh, I was huge in the Maroon 5's first, like, yes. three albums. And it I remember, was I remember playing that for the chat one day and everybody was like, this is my shit. And I was like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's all our shit. We all yeah. <laughs> like, but, so. but 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 if you, you know, I'm not even lying to you. Swear to God, the first time I got fingered was to a Maroon Five song. So they are very very intimately connected with me and fingers in my vagina. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Adam Levine. Okay, come on through. And you that's know, why I didn't yes. even get mad when they did halftime. Everybody me was, either. They everybody was, was hating. Shit. They, they was, was like. like why are you gonna let them do the Super Bowl halftime? I was like, are we? I saw some. I feel like I saw so many people, myself included, being like, "Listen, my 15 year old self loves this nigga." Listen, really? I'm telling you, niggas was hate. You gotta remember, niggas was hating for political reasons. You had Jay Z was gonna work with the NFL. First, it was none of us are gonna work with the NFL because you know they blackball Kaepernick and they're like well we're coming to uh atlanta don't y'all want to like have atlanta artists it's like none of you niggas better go over there i don't give a fuck who you are okay i don't care if it's jermaine dupree i don't care if it's outcast everyone declined and people was declining and shit and so they worked down to like 
well i guess we'll go to maroon five and people was like oh yeah oh. they wanted cardi there right and, didn't go. and it was yeah. like these whack ass white boy i'm tired of this, this i was getting and i was life. like so wait we don't fuck with maroon five no more is that what i'm being led wait, to believe but this love this love was come a on anthem. Like, come on yeah, they, oh, yeah they had them albums you could play from beginning sunday to morning like get the fuck yeah. out my face though hey, listen sunday morning is my african mother's jam you have yes. to understand when sunday morning came out my mother was like 48 and bop come on they okay. tried to they tried to gaslight us during that last super bowl man that was when i said that was the day i remember i said i'm not fucking with black twitter no more Oh, letting them make uh, you know, Do you know what my not fucking with black Twitter no more? Uh, my I, have, I have 37 of them, but go ahead. You have 37? <laughs> my most, that's hysterical. My most recent one was, uh, I felt myself, like, every time I complimented a white woman, I felt myself finding a reason to compliment a black woman <laughs> right after. <laughs> make it even, equality. It was, honestly, it would be on some some wildly irrelevant shit. So I would just be like, I'm like, wow, you know, Kate Blanchett is so fucking popping. And by the way, don't you fucking love Lori Hill? I think when people and started was, telling me shit was bad, that was good. Was when I, I got fed up. Like, you like, got it fed up. Yeah. You because you start feeling crazy like my yes. like the same way i came to y'all just to make sure it was not okay to stalk reality tv people mm. i never trust my brain anymore and right. i and like not to be super arrogant but my intellect has always been the only thing i've ever liked about myself i don't mm. think i'm pretty i don't think i'm Aww. like cool i don't think you i'm are. like funny i'm trying to be funny no this is not me fishing this is just me placing my brain where it actually is, just being honest yes. about myself. So I appreciate you wanting to help my self-esteem, but we gave up no, on self-esteem no, a long time ago. It's, so. it's, it's and the so, truth. It's the mm-hmm. truth. I blame LA for I this. appreciate you. I, I, no, truly, I thought I was popping. I thought I was beautiful and funny before I got to LA. And then I got to LA. <laughs> no, I'm not even. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ray, Ray, you got, hold on, hold on. I got to pause. Hold all right, we're back. You were telling us how you moved to LA and it killed your self esteem, and now you don't think no, you're pretty smart. and smart and beautiful Aww. anymore. No, I still think I'm smart. Don't you know mm-hmm. that part? You ain't gonna take that one from me. But <laughs> no, it was hard. You know, I'm out here being like I'm the smarter bitch than everybody. But uh, no, it was really, really hard because I turned thirty in December, and on two weeks' notice, I got my job at the Good Place. And I had to be out. So I turned 30 on December 12th or whatever. I had interviewed for The Good Place maybe December 17th or something. And then uh, had to wait a couple weeks. And I was in L.A. by January 21st. That If you've spent 30 years in the tri-state area, like true story, I went to Princeton. So that's Jersey, an hour away. I literally had never had a different environment to be in personally. And suddenly I'm in this place on short notice and uh, maybe this is controversial but LA black people in my opinion don't respect blackness in the way that I understand and get like 
God forgive me, this is a terrible sentiment, but it's true. I'd be like, you don't even like light skinned bitches out here. Like, I can't even get like hollered at by. I'm like, I know you're not gonna like my narky friends, but y'all you were like, listen, I got four C hair, nigga. They do not care. I'd be like, listen, I packed the paper bag test, and they don't care. Yeah, I think um. I do i do think it's like um because we were talking about black twitter and like not trusting the shit i do think it was for me it was them putting dirt on shit that i'm like all right well i guess there's no need to check that out but then it's like a double thing because it's like oh no we shitted on that for you to check it out and i'm like nigga kind of logic is that sense. like do you mean like do you mean like tv or music like all of it like mm-hmm. people fucking bad. everything like this shit is terrible don't fuck with it and it's like jokes about how terrible it is i'm like so then it's no need for me to fuck with it right and then oh yeah. I, so you LA, really ain't gonna in watch my it opinion, LA, in in my opinion sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off in my opinion uh la hollywood mm-hmm. no let me not say that but a certain kind of people in Los Angeles who are black are very anti-black and they mm. don't realize it yet. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a very frustrating thing to encounter. It's a very frustrating thing to watch sort of trickle down to the rest of society. I remember, uh, so, uh, Kenya Barris' show, Black as Fuck, came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, but niggas been shitting on it, though. <laughs> like it started yeah, off like motherfuckers like fuck this show blah 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 before you even get a chance to see it like that's that's the shit that turned me off because then i watched it and i was like this isn't even bad like how did y'all hate this like y'all hate the dude y'all don't hate the thing right like y'all hated before you even fucking got a chance to breathe people were saying they hated after an episode there were people saying i didn't watch an episode let me tell you 37 things bad about this that's crazy to me but you didn't see it because it's about it's about the collective community of hating the shit it's not even about the thing we've decided online we've decided arbitrarily what blackness looks like and what is the most appropriate woke version of it yes and i don't let me tell you i didn't watch blackish i hate the title of the show and i watched the pilot and i was like okay not for me but you will never catch me trashing it right yes but there's this weird um and it gets people successful and I think mm-hmm. people on Twitter try to emulate it mm-hmm. so that they can be successful which is mm-hmm. to offer why your version of the black art today is better than the black art that came before right. it and you know that's common it's called the anxiety of in- influence you'll see it in Greek mythology and Greek playwriting and like all that stuff it is throughout all kinds of western culture and I think black people adopted it I don't think um you know, pre-colonial black art has all that, but I could be wrong. I just know Yoruba art and Nigerian art, but it's like very, very bizarre. This thing that you have to kill your father so that you can be successful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I remember there was this like one. So that whole week of black AS came out and I hadn't even seen it. I was just on Twitter looking at it, and I just kind of was like, wow, man, like, you are really gonna kill this man because he tried to talk to you. Right. That's fucking nuts. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. They not even talking to you, mm-hmm. and this man tried to talk to you, you're gonna kill him. 
But um, in particular, I remember I saw a tweet from a person. I think his name was like Ernest Owens. And this mm-hmm. is not me trying to start beef on your uh, on your platform. It was mm-hmm. just something I remember. And he was like, he, you know, gave his long fucking thread about why this show is trash. And, and then he said, this is, you know, he kind of implied that Kenya Barris has a history of colorism, which may or may not be true. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. But he said... This is the final nail in the coffin. And that phrase made me go, I'm done with all of this. Can you imagine? You are some little nigga on Twitter. (laughs) You think, you think that this ain't me on BT. Kenya Barris has made ABC so much fucking money that they gave him other shows. He has two primetime shows on ABC and one on Freeform. And, oh, he don't really fool with that because he over at Netflix with his $100 million deal. And you think your tweet (laughs) is the nail in somebody's fucking coffin? You jealous bitch. You corny bitch. You whack bitch. I don't even go up for Kenya like that. But you think that your little social media is the difference between all of us and and like and these legends if it's so easy to do my nigga go do it right and then the thing is uh because i heard uh an episode of like the griots podcast that was about black as fuck and they had uh ernest on there to like explain his point of view or whatever doing podcast tours to right. explain why he's jealous of a show right. get the fuck out of here that's corny and shit but it's it was so wild funny. it was like, I, I have a tip on my shoulder because the way people handle black lady sketch show you would have thought we murdered niggas right. on this show right you would have thought that we was raping children on that show right. all we did was try to make you laugh and maybe miss the fucking mark right and i don't even think we did i don't right. either Vegas wasn't wasn't paying attention or wasn't giving us a chance. Do you know what goes into a sketch show? Everybody loves nostalgia. I want you to watch three episodes in a row of In Living Color and tell me if every sketch hit. I want you to watch three episodes of fucking Chappelle show first season and tell me if anything hits. Get the fuck out. Not just not just that, but also not just that, but watch it with your 2020 lenses. Right. Do it. Do it. Do it the way you do everything else, where everything has to thread a needle to be funny. Now it can't offend anyone. of the Jamie Foxx show and Martin are written by right. a white Jewish man and the fuck you mean black girls right. can't write black comedy get right. the fuck out and, of here and I remember that time because um, and kind of in the same vein as black as fuck it was a lot of like well then that's cause you're this type of black person I don't know you I don't have to know you I'm gonna just inject all these stereotypes and stigmas into like Hello? y'all didn't grow up around black people you do, you hate black people you all have white men and shit but also time out but also time out how come your version of black gets to be on tv but mine don't right how come how come i'm supposed to hide and act like i'm invisible because i went to a school 
because right. I because I had a certain socioeconomic status. If we being honest, if we being honest, with the exception of the Cosby Show and the and the and the TV shows that got sired through it, mm-hmm. all of black representation was low income and hardly educated. Right. And then when it got to be different, now niggas. It's feeling left out. And let's have a conversation about what things white people love to green light, what things white people with power love to green light. I could talk with you about that, but we not going front. Like the shows you like wasn't white people telling you that black people was poor and they didn't have anything else going on. I love good times, but good times is not a nigga production. Right. And then, and then this also you have written by white people. But even with like, and through Norman Lear's lens in the chat chat room, that's exactly what I'm fucking getting out. Right. Like seriously, we gonna sit here and be like, oh, oh, we love this, 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 and this, and this, and it's like, if anything, the revolution came in the '90s when you had women. Black women show writers being like, okay, we want to see uh, girlfriends, that we want to see, you know, other shit, but like, black representation on TV was white controlled, and quite as it kept, it is still white controlled. I love Black Lady Sketcho. That is a nigga operation through and through, and it is so corny to see people because they jealous, and I'm not saying this on some like, oh, people want to be me. Mm -hmm. I think jealousy is a complex emotion, and people don't understand it's their driver, that they are upset when something is not within their control, within the confines of what they want, within their scope. Now it's bad because we didn't think of it because we wouldn't have thought of it. Well, also, I think there's like, there's a thing where people want to resist respectability to a point where they make it respectable again. And they don't really think like they don't think about the prisms that they put our artists in when they do that shit where it's like, yeah, you could be black, but it's got to be this type of black. It's got to be this type of way. It's like, okay, so I can have a fat character on my show. Okay, cool if i want to write her like one of the girls all the girls go through shit they're all the butt of the joke sometimes blah, blah blah you only get sensitive when the fat person's the butt of the joke so everyone else fucks up all the time that's okay because they're not fat but the one fat character has to basically be boring they gotta always be right they gotta always like address every wrong they gotta always come out on the top in the end Absolutely. they can nothing can ever be fucked up it's they their fault they don't want to eat right. they have to be like it's 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 a Third, what we expect of the marginalized people every time and you sit there and tell us it's freedom right. when you're applying not. restrictions and, that and feel like change. more and the, the part that's even worse we have more shit now so you literally could just watch other shit this is not yeah this isn't like when you had the cosby show and it was like here's the here's your black shows okay cosby show family matter what this isn't like that anymore like you can go and pick on some obscure ass streaming platform that i've never fucking heard of there it exists i don't it's like pbs max is fucking out there and it's got the one obscure black show that you want to see about black ghosts that fucking write books that don't ever experience racism you have that and then what fucks me up even worse is like whatever this one black show doesn't do that's the shit people are like okay so if they would have made the right choices and did this then i would watch that 
the fucking show comes out because that's how life works now that show that you said you spoke into existence it always comes out and then they go i don't like that that's one of the reasons i got mad about a black lady sketch show was because you had people saying shit like well this is for white people there's no fucking white people in the fucking show right it's it's like did you watch the show they don't even have bits where it's like oh a white person came on and we all reacted to the racism of having to deal with whiteness it was literally black escapism it was black it was black absurdism and black woman absurdism and and it had lgbtq people it had all this shit and people were picking every single fucking sketch apart and i'm like you are the people that say you wanted this you wanted to see black women empowered to do exactly what the fuck is on your screen and you couldn't wait to call them out of their fucking names like they were some type of problem like oh this like you might as well call them bad winches how the fuck like you you literally did that yourself hey rod i rafa sani born and raised in uh, Brooklyn, New York, born, uh, born in East Flatbush, actually born in Bushwick, raised in East Flatbush, then East New York, and now Crown Heights. If I go chill at my parents' house, I am suburban. Right. I'm suburban. And my thing was this. I did a lot of, because it was the first time that a, a TV product that I had worked on had been viciously attacked. So I'd worked on The Good Place. That has, even though The Good Place didn't, um, have like, the greatest ratings in the world. It was just kind of accepted by internet nerds as like mm-hmm. a perfect show. Right. And I agree. It's a perfect show. And like the president show was too small and white to be even got at. Mm-hmm. Rel, I don't even think people was watching to right. be honest. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> but, um, black lady sketch show was, was wild because it was so unkind it wasn't hey i don't think this show is funny it was never um it was never hey this comedy trope doesn't work for me it was never like "Ah." her singing voice was problematic it was always y'all are not black the right way and y'all are not attractive the right way and all of this all of this and i got so sensitive i was always arguing online always Mm. arguing online and it ended up being a bad look for me like i haven't deleted those tweets but i do regret them it's just like oh you're you're a liar you need this to be bad and you need this to be terrible for different reasons than the organic they were looking what well, that was the thing they were looking for a community i remember we talked at the time and i'll be like yeah this isn't even about y'all it's them throwing up a fucking no. signal flare to other people to like come hate this come can we come hate this together yes. like that's fucking crazy yes i remember there was like one instance where some woman said we don't like um and also i want to be clear that these are not statements on behalf of anybody at black lady sketch show or me this is just my opinion on a thing that i don't write for anymore because we're on hiatus i'm not there who knows what my future looks like but i just thought that um it was really wild because the space for white productions and what like white supremacy is internalized even in the wokest of people yes it is because euphoria was airing on hbo at about the same time and i remember somebody wrote on twitter like a huge thread and he got 
so many retweets and I was just appalled by how popular that thread was where that person sat down and broke down why we were suburban and not black enough and how all of the black women on HBO are exactly the same. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that you have watched any of the shows that feature black women on HBO and think that they all the same because Phoebe is my fucking girl. Phoebe Robinson is my home girl, my sister, my bitch. And I will tell you right away, she don't do black like I do black. If I love her any fucking way. You know what I'm saying? So for you to even say that a show I wrote on resembles even two dope queens, you're a fucking liar. Right. And then for people to be like, Amanda Seals and Robin Thede, they are such different fucking people. You're a fucking liar. You're a jealous person. And for you to then say that uh, Black Lady Sketch Show and all the Black HBO productions are bad, but you love Euphoria but to say that Black Lady Sketch Show is not realistic and euphoria is. Right. What euphoria life you live in? What euphoria life you live in? It, the first fucking episode, I swear to God, I turned off euphoria halfway through and then had to go back and rewatch the first episode because they had a black man raping a little white girl. But mm. Black Lady Sketch Show is harmful to black people. Suck my motherfucking dick. You whack bitches, you jealous cunts. I'm sorry, I'm drunker than I ought to be. <laughs> well, you also, it's also the thing that all those black women have in common is that they have a show. So, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, the main exactly. problem. It, and exactly. It's, it's so crazy because, like, take a time machine back 10 years, and I guarantee that same person is like, why, why won't people give Issa Rae a show? She has a YouTube series called Awkward Black Girl, and it's so good, but yeah. these white people don't never see us, blah, blah, blah. She gets a, she gets a show. She actually starts producing shit. She starts hiring all black women writers rooms and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wrong type of blacks. Why do these blacks get a show? I'm like, God damn, what happened? And exactly. that's like, uh, and, then, actually, and, 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 mm-hmm. and people this, they'll be like, oh, Issa Ray is terrible. You know, a better Ray? Her name is Ray Sonny. And right. then, right. then when I come, when I come out and I'm popping, they're going to be like, well, I know a Ray Quinisha who's right. a better Ray than both <laughs> right. those Rays. And it's right. like, fuck y'all. It's crazy because also right? the, the, the thing too with that is that, um, they'll they'll throw that extra layer of respectability on it because it's black mm-hmm. but all the time they running behind black freedom this black joy that black like but the only liberation that's afforded to anybody because i don't understand how you're worried about the reputation of the community and then you're then you're excited shitting, live tweeting shitting on this stuff that doesn't make not fuck but fuck them being excited about that other shit why you gotta take the time out to shit on the other stuff i don't like i wouldn't i wouldn't give a fuck if you really was like because i look i've seen black shit that i was like i don't like this i don't give a fuck if it's black or not like this just isn't good to me you know everyone has those things but i think it's a different type there's there are a lot of things I don't mention, but I right. will on every occasion take the opportunity to shit on slave play. That was a fucking abomination and it was terrible. And I actually saw it. God forgive me. Fuck them niggas. Anyway, mm. but other black I think, stuff. I think I'm friends. I think I'm friends with the person. I'm friends with the friend of the person who wrote it. So, um, if they're listening, yeah, I'm friends with a friend of the person who wrote it. I've seen that shit before. Everybody else seen that shit. It was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. And it's okay because I don't, 
I didn't, I, I kind of was just like, oh, what? What, what, what was that? And I tried to be patient about it, but then when all of these publications was lying about how much they loved it, then I had to be like, all right, mm. I'm going to get my Twitter nigga on. I don't even tell people this is horrendous. But generally speaking, I don't like to shit on black art that's not actively doing harm. I do think that slave play does harm, which mm. is the exception I made for that. Maybe that was a lie. I told myself to feel better about hating on something. But I think everybody but, does. Uh, I think everybody is doing that. Like, yeah. that's like that's actually low key. I don't really like. I don't like that feeling, and I don't like to promote that. Where it's like this thing is the exception because i feel like what happens is when we really don't like something we elevate the power and significance of it most of the people I, in our, I most not. people in our chat room have not heard of slave play right most of the people like if you walked on the street man on the street the white the black people hey man what you think about slave play They'd be like i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right so it's a small collection of people what happens is white people sure. in that industry love it and they, yeah, and, they, they right. and they've made the conversation a conversation we didn't even want to fucking have right. it was a conversation maybe not necessarily a playwright want right. to have and and now our art is filtered through theirs well, well, and more often and then people resent the black party for how the white people receive it right, right. And, I think that has yeah. a lot and so that's that's why that's that's right. the thing i'm saying too about the um even with slave play like it it might be i didn't see it so it's sure it's horrible it's, it's terrible but at the same time <laughs> you don't have to agree a lot of no 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 i'm no 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 this is me Funny. I fucking hated it. No, no, no. This is me. Like, this is me conceding that for the part of the argument, right? I don't, because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, let's concede that it's terrible, all right? It, okay. Right, right. Okay, I, I don't feel. Me. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like even if it's terrible, it's no like it becomes harmful and violent and more stuff to us when we really don't fuck with something because now people throw that shit on everything they don't yeah. fuck with you know what i mean it's like yeah. they yeah. it's like they bastardize the the strength of those terms because it's like like black lady sketch show is violent and i'm like it's not violent no it's not right like, it's, it's, yeah you like you can't just google the definition of that right yeah. you could just go find it and right. you could just go find it I will say with Black Lady, uh, not Black Lady Schedule, with Slave Slave Play, Play yeah. I went out of my way to not tweet about it. Yeah, I do that and, too. I do that too. And then I saw all of these reviews about it, and I was like, oh no, this is an alternate reality because mm. all the reviews were um, super positive and didn't, they weren't positive like, oh, they countered my mm. anxiety about it. They just acted like the stuff i had a problem with didn't exist so it's like the white people it's like uh fuck you didn't see black as fuck uh it's like they have an episode of black as fuck where they talk about white critics being afraid to talk shit about black shit yeah yeah exactly i I see that sometimes i felt like it was like that right and then i so then i remember tweeting having read all of these bogus reviews about it and you know when rihanna went to the play everybody's like well then it must be fine mm-hmm. so i tweeted i remember specifically tweeting something like hey is there anybody who's a black woman who wants to have an honest conversation with me <laughs> about slave play and we could talk privately and i got a couple dms and i got it out because mm. i wasn't gonna be out here right. slaughtering black art 
for you to watch right. me do after the lesson I just fucking learned right. about y'all slaughtering black art with black ladies. I appreciate that because, like, life. I also think people run with that shit too. And I, that's another thing I'll never want to be is the black person they call the shit on the black thing because that's a thing too yeah. um we not i was talking whitlock this shit out here right mm-hmm. i was talking to a friend um who he used to be like he used to really write for some big publications um he's kind of had to like restart his career because he stopped writing for him because he noticed that he was getting the call to be like okay so kobe died can you write about his sexual assault and he's like when david bowie died we didn't write that so why like why oh no he didn't right so then he had a black wife right so then why did we ask his black wife right about his white rape of children but nobody did right and so he's like why are y'all calling me for that you know michael jackson documentary they're calling him for that one but you know he's like you know why why aren't y'all calling me for these other jobs and he he just had an epiphany where it's like wait i'm the black guy who character assassinates black people because y'all don't want to put yeah. your hands on it you can put my byline they were changing the headlines to the articles he was writing mm-hmm. all kinds of yeah. crazy shit and so i i do i do like understand that too i i, I watched something this weekend and i was like oh this shit was not good and i was just like yeah i'm just what? not talk about it like just like oh. oh oh i thought you meant like you watched something that had the commentary but you no. watched a piece of black yeah this weekend and, and i was like this shit wasn't, wasn't good okay, to okay. me like it was it was and i found out later behind matter of fact i can say it because uh the uh daughter like great great granddaughter <laughs> somebody said wasn't uh oh you no. watched that um that I watched, Adam T.J. Walker show. yeah it was called Got self-made it. it's on netflix it's only four parts um and I, it felt you couldn't have told me to watch that but i wasn't gonna tweet about not watching that it, but it was um i watched it and it was like four parts and it was rushed right and I, that was my main mm. problem i like okay. they had a good cast and all this shit but it just you know how when you rush shit so fast it's like things don't revelations that are supposed to build are just like this nigga cheating you're like what how did we get here like that like that's crazy so um what happened was um the great great granddaughter of sarah Bree love aka madam cj walker oh yeah she yes, wrote yeah. something for the undefeated where she talked about her conflicted feelings of being a part of the promotion of it and not wanting to like speak out against it but feeling that it wasn't as good as it could have been and behind the yeah. scenes they stripped it's a complicated like, place to be yeah and then behind the scenes they stripped six episodes this shit was supposed to be 10 episodes which would have made more sense right and so they stripped it down to four and so of course it didn't turn Wait, out time 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 out right i am astonished to hear that right because do you know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars are in a six episode chunk like right. let's not let's lie and say or not even lie but let's like grapple with the fact that netflix might have only given a black series this limited budget mm-hmm. to then reduce the budget by six whole episodes right so so they basically had an impossible job right because you can't no yeah i would have i would have if i was lebron i would have scrapped it right that was me but i mean i don't have the luxury of doing lebron doesn't have the luxury i'm sitting in my pit talking shit and so but she wrote about all this stuff and how conflicted she felt and stuff and i read that and i was like the the thing that stuck out to me is that she felt that way the whole time she had to wait until memorial day weekend 
to finally yeah, like tell weeks, the world two months after the fact yeah, yeah to be like yo i it's not good and i do understand and it's unfortunate it's not anyone it's not any of the black people working with this fault but yeah we didn't they didn't have enough and so it didn't do my great great grandmother's legacy justice or whatever and i mean it was like it was like sad but it's also like damn if they don't sum up every fucking thing we just been talking about that dichotomy of like fuck i want to come out and tell people like this shit ain't good but then i'm shitting on it, i'm fucking up and she was like she was so conscious of it she said she knew she couldn't say anything because the headlines would have said the ancestor of madam cj yeah. walker doesn't approve of this yeah. movie which is something that a lot of people do when bruce lee they wouldn't find like bruce lee's great great granddaughter to shit on uh the hollywood or even mlk's do- uh daughters and granddaughters right is the one that fox news loves right. to throw in front of us so mm-hmm. she she was so cognizant of it she kept it to herself even knowing i don't really approve of this um and then they gave her like script review not script approval so she was like i don't want people thinking i approve oh. of the shit i just is she a tv is she a tv person i don't think so like, but she works okay, in okay. she works in the um hair care industry still the beauty industry still she's still so she's Wonderful. carrying on that's that legacy really so it was just sad but anyway that's what it made me think of all the shit we've been talking is like that's it like you can't even fucking say it yeah, but you want really to complex place where like you don't want to be the killer of black art you don't want to over criticize black right. art but you don't want to under criticize right. black art and then what is black art anyway right is black it's, art because the niggas who made it are black or is black art because in a certain tradition like is is justin timberlake making black art right. am i making black art if it's just pure i don't even know if there's a white music genre that is pure white because they stole it from us all that is is yodeling <laughs> is irish river dance black art you know what i mean yeah and it's, it's such a very like complicated place that we're in and, and one thing about it, it it has to have a balance to it because what are y'all talking about is so complex because uh a, a lot of it is white gaze and it's just something about white gaze mm-hmm. and white eyes that, that stresses that, that, niggas out right, right. And, and, and 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 it's a stress and that comes from white supremacy and it's one of yeah, those absolutely. things to- and, and people are more sorry to cut you off karen i'm gonna let you finish but people are more uh responsive to it than they would ever fucking allow themselves to admit right because because the, the thing is People say they want diversity and people say they want equality. They don't really want that. All they want is for black eyes to approve it because they know white people got the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to yep. keep that real. Like, like, like they just assume that white people got the money. So whatever we do, we have to do it where white people will approve it to give us the money. So then once we get the money, we can quote unquote do what we want to do and uh, or have these freedoms. But is that freedom? You know, right. and and that's the real question. And the thing about black um, art and 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 what's considered blackness, the thing is, black people can write about black things from their experience, and it's black art. Also, white people can write black art, and it's still considered black. Yes. And that's literally that, every '80s sitcom, right? And 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 and, and, and now that that right there blows rope people's minds they act like that is a foreign concept because in their mind everything that a white person writes is evil is dirty he's that he's out to kill all the niggas and that's not true yeah. my, my thing mm-hmm. is, is that when it comes to, it's about creativity just because i'm not a part of something does not mean i can't tell that 
a part, a part or a piece of that story of something that I may yeah. or may not have experienced. Yeah, I think it's funny too because I remember and when Leslie I Jones. I just want to. Sorry to cut you off, Rod. I just want to celebrate that Karen has finally given me justification enough to love Robin Thicke out loud. I Come love on. that nigga. We back, Robin. <laughs> Can I handle it? Can I go there, baby, with you? Come on. That's my nigga making the black art with his white ass. Okay, sorry. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like Leslie, Leslie Jones experienced that where a lot of black people were, oh, yes. they were like her only audience. And then she was like, she was like 50 and it was like, okay, so she's just going to do this forever. And then boom, SNL happens and it's like, oh, she graduated and there was a celebration and then she does her black ass Leslie Jones shit mm-hmm. on SNL and, people and niggas got so uncomfortable like, oh my god I'm like y'all know she been making that joke for her Ever. whole fucking career Ever. like how you bruh, gonna take this away you, from her bruh do you understand my family we didn't get cable till I was about 13 years old so it was like the summer before September 11th we got cable and comic view was popping it was like for me i was like oh my god i shouldn't be watching this mommy is sleeping (laughs) so i would watch so when my mom was asleep me and my brother we'd be up at 11 30 watching comic view and let me tell you leslie fucking jones was on there her tall ass in a black Mm -hmm. tank top and denim jeans and she had relaxed hair and you know how when Back in the day before it was popular to put weaves in, you would wrap your hair so mm-hmm. yeah, your hair would be flat around on your face. Yes. And so she had that and she was talking about back then how she was a female basketball player and like it was hard to get men or whatever, whatever. And uh it's hilarious because people credit, you know, Chris Rock with getting her on SNL but mm. if white people didn't approve shorty when they got there right. Chris Rock is Chris Rock right. he ain't Lauren Michaels you understand mm. so I'm sure there's other people Chris Rock tried to get on that show there's other people who didn't get on the show shorty got on the show mm. she's very talented she's somebody I will never forget from right. my growing up I remember her jokes right so shorty does that bit about uh you know how she hates being single in the present mm-hmm. and that back in slavery days she would have been the baddest bitch essentially right, right? Mm-hmm. that was the bitch right yes and i thought it was fucking brilliant because yes. it called our black asses out and it mm-hmm. called white people out yep. you breeded us you made it us you made us light skin you did this to us now we have all these colorism issues mm-hmm. or whatever and black people look at you you would have thought a bitch like me was fine but you let this hate get to you right let's talk about it and it's turned i remember specifically i remember this what's her name shorty's Jamila Lemieux was mm. out here trying to trash Shorty to the I end. That, and I was yeah. like, look at you, pretty light skinned bitch, and telling uh, fucking Leslie Jones she can't tell this joke, can't talk about her actual relationship to to beauty standards and her own slave ancestry. Right. You whack for that. And then all I could think about was you care about this because you care about white people. White people saw it on so SNL. She been saying you are, it. You are just as obsessed with what p- white people think of you 
as you claim everybody else to be. Not personally, I don't right. know Jamila or whatever, right. but I just remember drawing that conclusion from the conversation. It was a lot. Day. It was a and lot I, of chicks that did that. Yeah, like I remember, there was a woman that got mad. They, that she I got, felt like they were predominantly light skin. Yeah, I yeah. I know there was there was like another. It was, it was light skin, bougie black people having right. that conversation. There was another about one. Like, dark, tall ass. There was another one that did the same thing, same type of chick um when she got the job for the ghostbusters movie i was gonna bring and that up like, because why why she came why she got to work for the mta why she can't be a scientist and leslie jones is like some niggas work for the mta right. i don't know what the fuck to tell you That's and then the and then also like tv we really like that also the thing that would have been bullshit is how they would have rejected the fuck out of her the second she started talking about ectoplasm and blah 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 and spitting out lines that don't look she's not black enough right then she it would have no been like us. yeah she it would have been like well why they do this to her character why couldn't she just be herself but here's the thing they didn't do that to winston the first time around right. because women are subject to a special kind of criticism that right. other people don't get because i want to know i want to know this is not me causing shit because mm. well i have a complicated relationship with his art but mm. i want to know why donald glover can go in and out of community in atlanta but if it's in yvette nicole brown tried to do some shit like that mm. it would probably be a conversation yeah i think i think it's a lot of stuff where men have a certain level of privilege with this shit like yeah. it's that yes, thing where we do. talked about on the, we talked men about get to be obama but women don't get to be right. obama women have to be like oh i'm a nigga pick a side like, right like yes. we did the same thing with um uh the we talked about on the show a couple of years ago when people were throwing around like donald glover is a genius and i'm not taking that away from him i think his no, art, I, his hate, art, he, I hated that i was very angry about that because that was that felt to me like uh condescending white people deciding here's a black person who uh reflects an aesthetic that feels white and so now we're gonna beat you over the head with the notion that he's a genius which isn't to say he isn't right but it felt like a right but, and, I, and i agree PR not just not just that with white people though i think even with black people right it like it was it was it's a thing where we call a man a genius especially if they're flawed but we never right. get erica badu that we don't do that for like yeah, if, especially we, and i think a lot of times we do it to justify the flaw so it's like yeah. like okay i still yeah. like this oh, person this person does horrible shit Kanye's right. a genius. Kanye's a genius. You know, like yeah, people, but Beyonce's yeah. not a genius. Because she Rihanna's never do not a genius. They never do horrible genius. shit, yeah. so we don't ever have to justify like in Beyonce and call her anything. Because like she never would even do some horrible shit in the way that we allow men to do. Okay, and now wouldn't that be hilarious? Now I need, I would love to see. God forgive me, this is not mm-hmm. a good thing to wish for. But if it came out, Beyonce was touching children. I would love to see black children. <laughs> response to it oh uh, I, I don't want to see it <sighs> no i don't want to see it actually yeah but i would love to engage with in a hypothetical world what that would do to our brains because there is this like this like this there are so many expectations that are unfair and unkind mm-hmm. to all of the black people and then you have various you know deviations from what is like perfect right and look, she spent Beyonce spent how many years trying to be perfect? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are 25, 20 at this point, yeah. And R. Kelly only had to do I Believe Rock or Fly. That was right. it. That's the one. There are other ones that keep us around, but the, the I Believe Rock or Fly got us there. And Beyonce 
there's nothing that a black woman, in my opinion, could do that that one song that can make us forgive us for make us forgive her for all kinds of sex. Oh no, but be- like, no, because when when it comes down to it. Men can be forgiven. Women are not to be forgiven, mm-hmm. and, yes. and and that and that's but something then, and, that people don't want to talk about. Well, it depends. Well, but see, that's, that's also frustrating because then it makes us have to contend with each other. Now I'm resentful of you, black man, because you getting away with shit that my black female ass can't get away with. But it was white people who made it the problem in the first fucking place. And I think what's wild is that what's substituted for redemption and forgiveness for black women is this other thing of being like that's where the stand shit comes from it's like well what we'll do is everything they did was right so you can never uh, you can yeah. never you can never take it's, it away it's the, it's the reverse so the so way. now you know yeah. if if somebody fucks up there's like a whole hive of people out there to be like they fucking up but there's a whole nother other people i was like nope that's not fucked up when she does it you know like so i yes, think but then that's the now result. we've dehumanized her right. on both levels even yep. in support right yeah like even with like doja cat which she did very very horrible shit unforgivable shit this weekend Mm -hmm. but it was just astonishing to me like i remember like when the first kind of homophobic shit came around grace from will and grace was shitting on shorty right and i'm like you are fucking grace right on will and fucking grace but i've never heard of deborah messing mm-hmm. shitting on like a snoop dog or like mm-hmm. sitting on a jay-z we sort of just accept white people's uh projections onto us mm-hmm. and which isn't to say that we all do i don't want to speak for other black people right. but i've noticed that we don't get leeway the way that y'all men get leeway yeah. right? now you got to answer for all y'all Niggas. well first of all uh y'all females uh <laughs> a lot of times get carried away um uh, not that but what's wild is like even when um lana del rey went off she named all these black women artists and shit no no you know like there is like this weird thing where like i think expectation of us to be better than right. everybody else and to carry on the betterment of society right. okay now that black women have admitted that they can sometimes be in toxic relationships, right. let's celebrate my toxicity. No, bitch. <laughs> right. Help us try to save black women. <laughs> also, it's, about? it's also wild because, like, I think that's what hurt Kamala Harris too. Was like she didn't get to be flawed. Like, um, and then no. like people, uh, people thought they were. You think Cory Booker's good on cop relations? Right. Come on, you think Corey Booker. You think you get to be? a fucking cory booker being good to criminal right no not, and none of them no. do you think you think obama was the best right. on fucking crime relations like well i'll give you a perfect example i'll give it. you a, a perfect example eric holder we still hold eric holder in yes. high esteem and even white people hold loretta lynch to a standard they never held Eric yeah. Holder to. I mean, you know, they always, they all blame this Hillary Gate, whatever, Benghazi right. collusion, whatever, because Loretta Lynch was seen talking to Bill Clinton. Is there a photo of Eric Holder with Bill Clinton? I bet you there is. Right. There's a photo, if there's a, a photo of Eric Holder talking to Hillary Clinton, I bet you there is. And Eric Holder, this nigga has been a prosecutor the whole time, just like Loretta Lynch. At least Loretta Lynch is a Delta. 
Eric Holder is a Bahamian, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Right, that's because Eric Holder is a foreign black person, but Loretta Lynch, you would have thought, oh, she, you know, uh, you would have thought she fucked up everybody's kids. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's that's the thing, man. Like, and and what's weird to me is seeing black people that don't get the jig because a lot of times they're the ones responsible for setting that tone right they make it so you can disrespect kamala harris they make yes. it you, so now we drag in joe biden although he was a cut for it right. i was mad by people's equivocating about there was a jamel hill tweet and i was like mm. shorty you ain't gotta do this one this one you ain't gotta do but like okay so now you ain't black all these people on Twitter, all these black folks on Twitter are going in mm-hmm. extra, and now Trump is selling a t-shirt. Right. It's stuff like that. If if you want to talk about people thinking we stupid and we go along with any trend or whatever, it's Republicans right. who think the worst of us every time, think the worst of our intellect every yep. fucking time. And like you said, they we set the tone on that conversation yeah. because we we have in private conversations and mixed companies right. too often, especially in social media. I, yo, what's crazy is the people that tweet shit like, I don't want any white people to say anything about this, but I'm about to say, and I'm like, nigga, they don't I'm respect you, right? People. They don't respect. How many years of this do you have to go through before you like? Maybe I just shouldn't say it here because they don't respect. That's why I save shit for the podcast because it's like, and this is a platform where I know white people won't come in and interrupt the shit. Like we can have this they conversation. Can't. I'll just interrupt you like i haven't been doing this it's all it's all good it's all good but but that's but like that's a more safer place to have that you can't have that fucking and that's also because them niggas feel like they do have to explain blackness to everybody all day they end up in them impossible situations of like let me explain to you guys why it's not okay what biden said but at the same time it doesn't mean that i'm like no nigga just don't do what i do i don't fuck with dominant silk so anything that insults them, I'm not gonna hop in it. It don't matter. Exactly. That shit can sink. I don't even know what he could say. I don't know what a fucking white person could say about Dominant Silk that would really make me step up. I honestly, I've I've thought about it long and hard and been like, oh, no. I would let it slide. I would let it slide. Mm-hmm. It would go unaddressed. Here's the thing, though. There are individual people, right? Like you would have to like hang candace owens and then drag her from the back of her truck for me to yeah be like, it would hey, have guys, to be so bad right yeah. well, y'all, like, y'all taking this stop. too far i'm like okay guys that's yeah, enough but, but the problem for me that exists with a thing like that is that when you set things up at such extremes you can't have a conversation a real True. life conversation right. Anymore, right and that's the way so, it's like, designed it's, it's so frustrating so like when Joe Budden, Joe Budden, <laughs> I think Joe Budden and Joe Biden are equally bad, to yeah, be honest with you. Right. And um, actually, I might think Joe Budden is worse. In fact, I know I think Joe Budden is worse. Mm. But um, so the Jamel Hill thing I had a problem with was because there is such an obligation to be the black person who makes the case for why it's okay black people do this thing. Mm-hmm. She she was like, oh, you know, what he said was accurate. And I'm like, no, it wasn't accurate. Mm-hmm. What he said was stupid, but it wasn't stupid in a way that was impactful to this race. But we exist in a polarized world where I can't put out a tweet 
Joe Biden said something dumb, but it's not impactful to the race. I have to say, it was totally fine what this nigga said. Mm -hmm. Or I have to say, he is a rapist du jour. My favorite rapist on the planet. Like, I don't... And and this is my frustration with fan culture, fan culture. I think more often than yeah. not, which is um, infiltrated, which is infiltrated politics. By the way, but go ahead. Yes, yes, which is embarrassing. I remember specifically asking my friend, my friend who was super super pro Bernie, and I said to him, I said, Mike, you are a stand up comedian. You don't work for Bernie Sanders campaign. Why is his name in your twitter bio and not even on some trying to depress bernie support i was an elizabeth warren uh supporter but i just wanted to understand how we have gotten to a place where a politician is emblematic of my identity literally my biography the space for my story about myself is a person who isn't me you people are fucking crazy i don't give a fuck who it is where it is, why it is, how it is. You are letting a person who whose job is to sort of have the right idea about something, but leave room to be swayed depending on popular opinion. Right. You want that person to be definitive of who you are? You're sick. Right. Get help. You're crazy. Yeah, I, think- I just don't understand how we got here. Yeah. Like, this is crazy well i think with the stand culture shit and the online like polarization that's how you end up there where it's like everything they did is great everything you know and and like the other thing too is i i know jamel hill don't fuck with joe biden like that like she don't like she's criticized him and all that shit before it's just when you're in a position of we have to why did we have to jump out and right that's that's what i'm saying when you're when you're in the position of the black person that explains shit to white people the pressure of having to always be that person gets to folks and i think that's how she ended up explaining it like because i because like what we're not seeing is her mentions where it's like oh so you're just not gonna say anything about this over and over and so you know she writes she writes for the fucking atlantic like at some point she has to respond she gonna say you know we've had this conversation me and you have been like you know you don't have to tell these niggas shit right you can just like continue to cash a check and fuck them like don't let them they don't like it you still get paid and and you're like nah i I, but i want to say this so i want to do and i think that's that happens no matter how big you are no how famous you are somebody like jamel hill gonna end up in a situation where she has to explain like this is why it's not offensive is because many 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 black people think if you fuck with trump and you're black you ain't really black and she ain't lying but you i just wouldn't tell nobody that that's all, right. all like you yeah, i i wouldn't i wouldn't tell like, nobody why that. are we out here like this right you know what I mean? like i'll save it for here because i'm like these niggas ain't gonna listen to this but yes no, abs- absolutely and if they fuck with trump i don't fuck with them interrupted and unfiltered right. and i don't necessarily have to misinterpret tones right text and language right because i mean like i said I, when he said that shit you know what i said why did you go on there that's the only thing i said was i was like it always ends up like this do you remember listen when elizabeth warren went on that show was it last year i said i remember i 
spent all day arguing on Twitter. I said, if you niggas don't vote for Elizabeth Warren because Charlemagne told you that she was Pocahontas, I will never fuck with you again. He called her Rachel Dolezal, dog. Like he called her Rachel Dolezal. Come on, like listen, we just listen. I will admit my blind spot. I ain't native. So Elizabeth Warren didn't harm Rafa Atani directly. If if native people don't forgive her or will never forgive her, who am I to say a single fucking thing about it? And you could call me a hypocrite. I would talk through my reasons with you. And if you still leave thinking I'm a hypocrite, God bless you. That's yours to have. I don't even know how you but could we, be a hypocrite. I don't even know how you could be a hypocrite if you're gonna vote for Joe Biden because that's us being like there's a thing that harmed us and we're like but we understand the context of everything now and we're willing for the greater good of everybody not just us to let the shit go the stakes are less specific exactly and 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 here we are listen here's a man who named his book black privilege okay uh i can admit this now because it's years on there was a weekend like he has said some really like foul shit like about trans people on his tv show mm-hmm. and when i was on the president show we were supposed to have Charlemagne on the show and we had uh deray on instead because in part i won't say it was my decision in part i told my bosses i was like if y'all have Charlemagne on this show after this you know transphobia shit and whatever i'm gonna be the only black female on your staff and i'm gonna not be proud that i'm here right and so we ended up not getting him or whatever and i just want to understand how that person gets to be the the kingmaker. i want to understand how that person who has not ever had our best interest in mind he truly has a book called Black Privilege. And do you remember one time he told us it was okay for Justin Bieber to call us nigga because we say it? Right. I want to understand how that person gets the first interview with black people besides Jesus mm-hmm. with Joe Biden. Right. I want to understand how Hillary's uh, hot sauce has anything to do with that. I want to understand how the nigga gets to cancel Kamala Harris. Right. When he told me Justin Bieber could call me a nigger because I say nigger at home. Right. Get the whole fuck out of here. Yeah, I think that's also the thing. Like, who selects that person, right? That's why it's like, who gets in the door? Who well, gets to be the black kingmaker? White men, white men. So, in addition to uh, whatever problems white men have, uh, white men love a cool black dude. Right. They don't have to compromise much of their identity to to r- get the coolness rubbed off on them. In particular, I just remember how Ari Melber was the person who was interviewing him when he got protested by all those trans women at um, was it Grassroots Nation? I don't remember what mm-hmm. um, thing uh, it it was on, but it was just kind of like. Um, Men, men, regardless of race, this is just my opinion. Men will always bond over having dicks and wanting to violate people who don't. And um, Charlemagne is a perfect 
example of that. He literally started his career making Lil Mama cried when her mama had just done a death cancer. And if you think that that is a person who legitimately has our back, and i, and I think you. also white dudes like black d- people that make them feel cool right because it's, yeah, it's like make them feel yeah. cool and regurgitate fucked right. up opinions they have about us it's just justifying this you know so it was but yeah like that was the like i don't even blame him that like straight up i no animosity no, whatever he's the just fuck. doing his job that is what he do like that's literally on the campaign for that like like that's the mistake that was made like a viral soundbite is what happens when people go on that fucking show trying to talk about policy we done had four or five different examples at this point we got polka uh rachel dolezal hot sauce uh cop mala uh didn't listen she smoked weed she lied about yeah, that now we debating on whether or not tupac was born in right. 1970 <laughs> right. you know, it's insane. so we end up with insane. that shit and that's not so like that's on the campaign for that shit so i don't wait i realized that i've just been super negative about a bunch of people so i i I want to be clear to be also positive about people i love me some robin Mm cd i love uh this woman who works on msc msnbc called christina greer um i listen to uh the read i listen to you guys or whatever i just want to i make love sure robin I, we love robin thick robin thick is back at the cookout <laughs> okay don't forget him love robin thick <laughs> as well so i just want to i love soraya mcdonald she got herself a little little uh pulitzer nomination pretty recently i don't want it to seem like i'm purposely on y'all's platform to shit on other black people mm-hmm. and you know i don't want it to come off like i'm a certain kind of black whatever i just you know i love uh i love black people so. me too no it's all good we know you do i don't think you came off like that but Mm-mm. you know it's good to check because these niggas will be mad if they ever hear this uh out of context that's what happens uh three and lawrence is fine as fuck from insecure good god mm-hmm. good god did you see him with the wow. haircut do you see him, you see him with the haircut in the airport this week yes no, 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 oh nice. wait till, wait till you get to oh, this sorry. week mm. <laughs> Oh, am I going to be in trouble? Are my pants going to be ruined? I don't know. I mean, I think. Oh, it's tall, handsome ass. I mean, I think with everybody being in quarantine and with uh, people not even being able to get to a barber and all this shit. I think it was my girl, uh, Queen from T with Queen and Jay. She was like, this is just the Rona making us thirst over people harder because she was like don't be fooled lawrence got an edge, lawrence got an edge up and nobody else do right now <laughs> oh that shit was funny fair enough fair enough fair enough, fair fair enough. enough. i peeped it there's you know whenever a black man on tv got a knife you know it is whatever I feel like barbers and people that's been cutting their own hair got an advantage right now in the Rona because mm-hmm. it's like, look at this motherfucker. Boy, you looking great. It's like, yeah, everybody else got to put a hat on. <laughs> Come on. Yep. No, I'm out here with this like headband shit or whatever. <laughs> I literally just cut my dress to hide my edges to talk oh, to y'all. Like. I love it. You were saying that your hair and stuff was growing out. I love it. My hair is going out right now. I've been telling people that I have enough hair to uh put extensions into cornrow it like the cast of making a band but pretend that i don't cornrow it like the cast okay. of making a band so Progress. i'm here looking like 
Uh, I'm looking like a rapper who try to front like he has to put some weave in his cornrows. Like we, we out here. <laughs> what if that's the effect this the coronavirus has on a uh, black population? Is everybody emerges with like afros and beautiful natural hair? Shit, it's like, oh, if we just had nothing else to do, <laughs> we could have fucking <laughs> did it. We could have grown this we, shit. We would love ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we would love ourselves if white people just left us alone, told us to stay in the house. We love right. ourselves. No, seriously, I'm having such a. I know we should go because we out here almost at four hours. I apologize, but like, oh, no, um, I'm I'm in a weird place right now because uh, for the last two years I've been rocking a low fade designs mm-hmm. and everything like. So this is me not having cut my hair since December. Mm-hmm. And one, I love how it's still not long because I'm African and I have no hang time. Look at this 4CS shit. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna fucking... I can't shake anything ever! <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta put them uh, that glycerin never, in there. I'm never this gonna accidentally get into a fight with... um with a woman on the train because I keep whipping her with my hair when I turn to the left or the right. I don't want that fight. Oh. I'm never going to have this. <laughs> fucking kinky ass fucking. We're so off topic at this point, but um, it just made me think of something else. Um, have y'all seen the videos of the women that are accidentally, quote unquote, hitting their man with their purse in the car? so like the man is sitting in a fashion seat and the women record themselves on the front seat and they take the purse and they hit them upside the head with it when they're putting it in the back seat and they like oh that's hysterical <laughs> they, and they, the man is like what he's like what is right that was like like and if they don't get him like if the first time if he's like super cool about it where it's like he don't even notice it they hit them like two or three times, man, till they be like, what? what oh, why? Is it, like, is it like those secret rebellions? Yeah, I don't well, know. You can't, you can't escape the situation, but you take your little power in the I don't know side. when this started. Yeah. I, I'm assuming these are people. It seems to be people in good, happy relationships, I assume, because right. who would try this with some nigga that you think is violent, right? But like, they hit the dude. Maybe not violent. For controlling a little bit. Um, hey, so look, like, oh, maybe they just look. You that you couldn't be on the phone with your homeboy after a certain time. So okay. Now you, now you, now you buckling the baby in, and you just happen to bring your. <laughs> maybe <laughs> look. I don't know them people. Maybe every single last dude on there deserves it. I don't give a fuck. What I do find is that it's so awkwardly like funny or whatever. Of um, but my favorite is the one dude gets hit in the face and he just he like he got hit in the face like three times and he was just like trying to be on his phone and he finally just looks up and he goes, Are we good? <laughs> like Is everything okay? <laughs> like what the, we like, need to talk. Like what the fuck? Y'all? <laughs> like like three times in the head feels like I did something wrong. I don't know what I did. Like I don't know. Those videos crack me like, up. Like, can you explain, ma'am? But also, those are perfect examples of videos that wouldn't be funny the other way, right? It's like this is hilarious. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Like it's hilarious now, but it's like if niggas was slapping women for the camera, like, no, we can't watch this. This is turn this report this to uh, the police. So, but yeah, yeah. Don't... Listen, I just want to be clear that whenever people accuse me of having double standards, I go. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody a, does. Yeah, life is a double standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all like. Yeah, my mom can call me an asshole, 
And if you call me an asshole, we gonna have a problem. Right. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. That's just a double standard. Right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, I say pay women a hundred percent what a man makes, and then we can start talking about them standards. You know. Have the conversation <laughs> exactly. What you mean? What you mean? I asked you on a date, <laughs> nigga. Yeah, I asked you on a date, hoping you would pay for it because <laughs> I asked my boss for a raise, and the nigga didn't give it to me. So we asking. <laughs> we, we ain't getting. Yeah, people, why I got to pay? Because you make more money, my nigga. You make more money. Exactly. It's really crazy. And I'm not even, like, just saying that, like, for a joke. Like, it'd be really crazy. I have lots of low self-esteem issues, like, in general. But then there's so much other shit compounded on top of that. Mm -hmm. And not even on some, like, oh, my manager and people don't fight for me because they do. But, like, I'll hear about deals that other TV writers have got or, you know, um, you know how much they push somebody to push their album out early or something like that. And I'm like, you asked them for that? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they like, what the fuck? What you mean? Like, I've been collecting 600 extra dollars a week for six years. And I'm going to be like, what? And you don't have to pay them back? That's nuts. Like, I... Like, I have no concept of right. deserve. Mm hmm Yeah. And, and so when, uh, when people offer women for free, I will take, because I probably would never see whatever thing that is unless I hear that other people have asked for it, because it wouldn't even occur to me to have the self-esteem to, to decide that I deserve something and should go after it. It's actually wild that I'm even, you know as successful as i am because there's literally no self-esteem points but you know what's crazy though you knowing you for this long or whatever you also put so much pressure on yourself so like i do like you'll be like you'll straight up be on some like if i don't have blank by the time i'm 30 i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do and in my mind i'm like 30 is so fucking young like um it's like uh i was talking to my therapist and she was like uh she said i was a perfectionist and i was like the fuck no i'm not like i'm i let shit yeah, slide up about and then she started breaking down like well you said this and you said this and you talk about being disappointed in yourself you talk about people being disappointed in you that only happens if you're thinking there's a level of perfection or something out there you can attain where all this goes away and that's not true and she's like you know your work it's this you're, you're always thinking of the things you can control in your work the things you can control instead of like yeah. pushing for these out, outside of stuff and asking for more than uh than like you said then i think i quote unquote deserve but yeah if you look around now nah, we did that article about the white podcasters and i was like these niggas get money like they don't they get money yes, and they they, they look at the money and be like this all the money that's it fuck you yeah, i'm going home not more <laughs> yes. it's, it's really crazy because uh, i totally feel you on that and i'm sure karen you can relate on a on a woman level too because you are not only do you have this innate kind of perfectionist thing in you but uh, when you're a woman, you kind of learn that it's impolite to want better for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you learn that it's like you have to sit there and 
it's rude to think that you deserve more, yeah, yeah. even as you deserve more. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think what I've learned, and I'm still getting better at this, but what I've learned about getting older is that you have to break the chains of what defines being a woman. Because everybody has these things drilled in them from a very young age about what a being oh, a woman yeah. is. Oh, yeah. It's just like so, sitting back here all the fucking time and it'll come up randomly. Right. I'll be like, right. I didn't know I thought that. Yeah. Right. And and, and, and and that's very hard to do, you know, because if I ask, I'm rude. You know, if I demand, I'm rude. If I do this, I'm a bitch. If I you're do this, bitch. I'm No, nasty. you're not just rude. You're a bitch. You're a cunt. Right. You're a right. You know, if, if, if you do. You're uppity. Right. All if, this. If you do all these things, all of a sudden it becomes a, a problem. And I think for me personally, us doing this and actually uh, starting our own business helped my mind kind of expand. Because I've always been a dreamer. Like, I kind of go, mm. okay, these blue are... Sky, you're a blue sky person. I, I love you. You know, I always, I always am. And I'm, I want, I'm the type of person where I'm always, quote unquote, in the clouds. I'm like, okay, these, these things are possible. These things are possible. But the thing is, I always have those wishes and dreams and hopes for everybody else. These things are possible for you. Oh, you go, yourself, like, 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 I, I am very good at pushing other people to be the best version of themselves. But when it comes to me, sometimes that's very hard because I'm like, you was Who like. Who taught you that? Who taught you to uh, support instead of chase? Because I also feel like I learned to support instead of chase. And my mom is an artistic genius and she never chased. She just supported my daddy, who I love him, ain't as dope. Who taught you to support and not chase? Was a girl? Or was it a man? Was it a girl who had internalized that? Or was it a man who had crushed all of y'all females, women? For for me, it was just part of my personality of not wanting to disrupt the room. Not want because I was by the very old school of children were meant to be seen and not heard. I hate that fucking phrase, but a lot of people believe that. Do you have any boy children in your life, though? Because I learned women are... Children are not supposed to be seen. Uh, children are not supposed to, are supposed to be seen and not heard. And then my brother was heard, even though I wasn't supposed to be heard. So then I started talking, and then it became cool. But I was told girls weren't supposed to talk, and then I saw boys talk, and I was like, "Well, that's not fair." So who told you to that? As a child, because I'm sure if there was a man around or a boy child around, he probably got to talk even when they told you he wasn't supposed to be talking. And, uh, but see, I think with me being an only child, I've never my oh experience, you're only. Yeah. Apologies, I just oh no 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 so no much no no no. I, I, I've, I've had um, <laughs> male cousins and things around me, and they were they got to speak out, they got to be demanding, but I always looked at it as they're just being boys. If that makes sense. And yes. I thought for me, you know, that wouldn't be quote unquote ladylike. It would, but you know, but you know what's so exactly. weird? You internalize these things. Yes. But, but what's weird is that, uh, as I've gotten older, I began to be more aggressive because I was the one that pursued Roderick, you know, so on certain oh. things, you know. Okay, bitch. <laughs> Go get your nigga. Go get your nigga. Ow. Never chased anybody who wanted to stay chased. Listen, you in a whole marriage. Every nigga I've chased has left. 
that left you it was one of those things where i went i like him i like him a lot uh i i hope it goes somewhere and i remember this uh my mama she had had two tickets to some play this is way before tyler perry but it was like a beauty tyler shop too beauty shop too i remember that and me like the movie no like no the the, no, no the it was play Monique it was a franchise. play it was a play. play i don't know so it, was, it was a play before the movie i don't yeah. know if this related at all i just know that, that was the name of the play yeah that was the name of the play okay. like we went to like a movie theater and we got to sit and watch and all that stuff how old were y'all because i know you guys have been together a long time uh, 16 16 wait so you was chasing niggas at 16 <laughs> what Oh my God! Wait, come on, 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 come on! Can you imagine being sixteen and being like, "But I know my pussy's good. What's up?" Like, I'm I'm thirty two and I'm like, it's juicy some days, but terrible. It's juicy some days. Yeah, no, it was one of those things where because the the thing about uh Roderick is that um me and him have actually been uh riding the bus together we used to sit in the, in the front seat right behind the bus driver and oh yeah we were both dreams yeah because i would sit right right behind the bus driver and i would save a spot for him every single side of, you knew not to sit there that was his spot so me and him we would sit there and we would just talk about all these different types of things and oh God, and so and sweet. we and, and the thing is what was funny is that when me and Roderick talked on the phone, we always picked up, regardless of how long it was, like the conversation never ended. Uh, you know, our parents have to rush us off the phone, you know, so it was one of those things. And I think for me, when I realized that Roderick actually listened to me, because I talked, I talked a lot, but most people didn't listen to me. And they was like, if you don't shut the hell up, <laughs> you know, for real, they was like, you still talking? Like, like, I mean, I mean, I could, li- I have literally taught people to sleep and they will be sleeping. I wouldn't give a damn. I would just keep talking to them because I had to talk. I was one, I was one of them kids that you just wanted to take, take some duct tape and put it around her mouth and be like, please, baby, please, please, baby, be quiet. Be, be, uh, we've heard enough of your voice today. <laughs> I was one of them kids. That is fucking hysterical. <laughs> Yes, my mama would tell you, Lord have mercy, Karen, you would talk anybody to death. I was like, I probably would if if you allowed me to. That is so funny. That is incredibly sweet. I love this story. So what now? We had 20 years or something like this? Uh, I I don't know. I don't. (laughs) Let's see. So we've been dating 20. We've been dating like 25, 26 years. And because like uh i think shut up April you the, know 25 years is young enough for people to be remaking movies are you out here older than that <laughs> that's fucking crazy yeah and i think we got married in september two, 2002 two? so Avalon, wait yeah. okay i have a question because mm-hmm. you guys this is very rude but i'm gonna ask you anyway you guys clearly aren't having children, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a shotgun wedding. Why'd you get married so young? Oh, cause um, Karen's mom was just super oh. pressed about um oh. getting her out of the house for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, y'all niggas are still from North Carolina. Yeah, I, I don't even know why though. It was just like 
i don't know because I, I, uh she was a year behind me in college mm-hmm. so it was like uh i was working my first job which wasn't a lot of money mm-hmm. and i was staying with my parents and then uh she got home and we were trying to save up money that summer and waiting for her to get a job job but she was working as a waitress at like uh shoney's or something and then um her mom just started tripping like Mm -hmm. like just out of nowhere and it was like well i don't you know because i'm like listening to karen talk about it every day i was like well i you sound miserable we might as well just move in together and be broke together and at least we won't be miserable Mm -hmm. so that's what we did that's so it's like a forced sweetness but it's very sweet but i i also understand the pressure and it's weird because your mom thinks that they want the best for you that you know they need to make sure that a man values you like Mm -hmm. i remember uh i remember like i had gotten sexually assaulted in college and like um, I got sexually assaulted and the person left me with an STD. Mm. Ooh, that's a lot to say um, in public. But it's what happened. And my mom was consoling me and she told me that I was a dented can that nobody was going to want. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's just, and that yeah, yeah, just I, sticks right. with you. Yeah, it, but and they think they're my helping because they're, they're your parent and they feel like they're helping you through this thing. But Yes, yeah, she yeah, really no. thought, she really thought like, hey, get rid of that. Uh, it was HPV, guys, nothing crazy, just a little work, you know. But like, um, but like she, she was, she was really nervous because she, well, she's a Nigerian woman born mm-hmm. in the 50s. Your virginity and your purity was all that mattered. So right. here she was trying to help me understand and she muslim on top of that she was here right. trying to understand help me regain a sense of value right. right but okay now rod has to marry you rod has to move you in rod has to marry you but in that pressure that's applied making you feel like nothing in the meantime well, was, oh, this nigga well for this it was like first well first of all obviously you know i've said it before but obviously sorry that that happened to you mm-hmm. it's terrible no i'm yeah. over it and i just talk about it casually but yeah. i realized that other people when they encounter me talking about it they're right. like hey nigga i just heard you got raped for the first time but really i promise every time yeah I'm i always i always I feel brought it up i'm not sad yeah i always feel obligated to say it because i always like we've talked about it before but just uh people listening out there in the world will be like these niggas didn't even say shit so she really said that they just moved on <laughs> i'm like guys they act like nothing I'm happened let's move on oh, yeah. rape is so casual and it not is. casual it really is yeah. but it is. really it's 25 percent of the female population is experiencing right. something it ain't a conversation stopper right you know what i mean and i just hate that it is a conversation stopper because now we get obsessed with the thing that happened right. rather than the correction. Because right. now everybody's sitting here. I mean, I could go on forever about how I've tried to do rape jokes on stage and niggas won't laugh at me because they're obsessed with my victimhood when I'm on the other side. Right. I'm on the joke telling side of something. Right. But you're looking at my physical body and telling me that it's been violated and you living in that violation rather than engaging with me as the human who's over it so I can joke about it like you can't even you can't even say it about your own experience that's crazy yeah hello Um, but yeah anyway go ahead what were you saying um but i was gonna say um yeah it was like she just started adding like all these weird like like money things to to everything like like pay for this and do this and just shit that she hadn't been doing before 
and it made it so it's like let's just move in but we got like literally uh we had got engaged in college because mm-hmm. i was like uh i know i know i'm gonna marry you so it's just a matter of when when we can oh, do it or whatever so, so then we uh that week was memorial no it was labor day weekend mm-hmm. so like we went did all the stuff for the apartment got our move-in date or whatever and i want to say we moved in that was it sunday or monday or something mm-hmm. and we actually tried to get married then and they was like no nigga you need it's, to get- it's the weekend you need yeah. witnesses yeah, all like, shit. you need witnesses like y'all, y'all need somebody y'all can't just walk up in here and get married so we actually got married on labor day um labor day yeah mm-hmm. we got married on labor day and that's how that's how and we didn't have a wedding <laughs> any of that shit we just came to work and people was like why are you wearing a wedding band yes, I was like, oh, was like you got married I was got like, married yep. over the weekend they're like you're not even gonna tell anybody i was like well first of all i don't even fuck with y'all like that uh <laughs> y'all are co-workers uh but then yeah it was that's, that's that was the story yeah and and uh ray signed to give you a backstory as i got older and me and my mama began i love that you call me ray Sani and i just wait uh, sorry, my uh, it's like uh i love to hear from you wesley snipes wesley snipes you are amazing <laughs> <laughs> you are so sweet karen i love it i love it your smile is perfect it's really rude i'm jealous because i had braces but my teeth were like hey fuck your retainer and so here we are um so your smile is so beautiful and you bring you. joy i love it Sorry. Anyway, let me you. I just no, think it's so no, sweet. That's cool. As as I got older and me and my mama talked, uh, I kind of pieced together why my mama. She's really old school as far as the non emotional type of person. You know, she didn't tell me she loved me till I was much older because she wasn't that touchy touchy feely type of person. And what was happening is that in her mind, she thought she was losing me. Because I, I, I'm older now, so now I can reflect um, back and see. Yeah. So in her mind, she... Uh, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. has she um, has she had, like, a full life or, like, a family before you came around? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Cause so it, you were, like, her second adulthood or whatever? Yeah, or like, because, because the, the woman I call my mama isn't my mama mama. She's my aunt. And so, oh, okay, uh, she so she had had a life and then came in and yeah. And so when she got gotcha, me gotcha, gotcha. Uh, at nine months old, so she got me when she was forty. So it was like a forty year old basically having another oh, child. Oh yeah, got it. So she li- it. so she literally raised me. So I was the last one. And so uh, in her mind, she felt like she was losing me, if that makes sense. And so she didn't respond very well to that. And and I'm sure that if you're older and you lose a child, lose, quote unquote, it's scarier because you can't go build a new third life after the second one. Plus, once once your girl with me, it's over. Okay. So that was the other thing, too. (laughs) I was like, it's a wrap. Oh, she not coming. Sitting on this thing, she ain't never going right. home. <laughs> I think she was. I think she thought she was teaching us a lesson. I was like, no, she never coming back. This is you just fucked up. <laughs> Your girl chose me. Mm-hmm. You know the rules of the game. For real, ass puff daddy. I came in the house. You a rest haven for hoes. <laughs> but nah it but nah it, it worked out for the best anyway man it did but yeah it was definitely a weird weird time there all right listen we have uh, not- look i'm so sorry that i have held 
Like, I didn't even think I'd be talking to you for 10,000 hours. It's all good. <laughs> Look, we enjoy. My throat, my throat is hurting, and I got to go write some shit. But I truly probably could talk to y'all for, like, two more fucking hours. Wow, we enjoy like, talking with you, Ray. Yes. This, I know it's been a long, rambling, like, just conversational episode. Do we? I'm, didn't... Wonder, I'm wondering if, like, I, because I have been secretly, well, maybe not so secretly. I've been sucking on my vape pen this whole time, but, mm. like, I'm I'm nervous that I said things that didn't make sense. You know, mm. tangents that didn't go anywhere. I mean, I think we can I all just, I think we can just all foul all of this under the complexity of blackness. I feel like there were several times where we were on one side of a thing, and then like some nigga we didn't like come up, and we on the other side of the thing. I feel like well, not we, me, some nigga Rafa didn't like came up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to join you in this, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one of those black men that leave black women out by themselves no i allowed it it was on our platform and we in this shit together sister so if they coming after you they coming after us okay we both cancel you close that third eye look at me look at me pretending like i didn't ask for this solidarity you showed me and i threw it away the minute Mm -hmm. it showed up listen come on i'm sick too i'm sick too my nigga (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, they, when they do the Rafa Sani uh is over party, they gotta put me in the hashtag and Karen. Okay, <laughs> the, the chat room, y'all coming to chat room? We all getting canceled over this shit. Yeah, you know we got the black guy who tips bump, so all that means is that it's not, it, you ain't got no choice but to go up. I know we never make it to the white podcast money though, because uh Charlemagne is definitely over there, and he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Room for one, it's a woman and a man. It's Charlemagne and Candace. I don't think it's an accident. They both start with C for cool. So what are we doing here? We definitely not making it. They gonna cross us off the list. Y'all, the barstool gonna get that call. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not those niggas. No, 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 no. You don't want them. All right, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, talking more podcast shit. For um, real. I know it's Check so. Out the- deliberation that's the name of my challenge podcast the deliberation love it listen five-star podcast i fucking love these two people you probably love them too if you hear my drunk ass saying this right now so love us all make them your faves on everything and listen and we love you too ray and continue success out there um and hopefully this shit ends you know soon everybody healthy you do get to go back to new york i know you miss it uh some awful so hopefully that comes through yeah and one, um, and one day we get to see you in person yeah for sure yeah you know i actually was supposed to like do a so i was supposed to do a storytelling tour for some magazine i don't want to say it in case mm. they like bitch whatever because we doing this fall they have a fall date right. but i was supposed to do some like interactive cool storytelling thing whatever and they had a charlotte north carolina date and i was gonna tell y'all oh. and then they had to cancel it oh. you know what it's gonna be all right man yeah. i'm just gonna make sure you know i take care of myself Karen takes care of herself mm-hmm. everybody just take care of yourselves life is on pause like a video game right now okay it will let's be, just make it through the rona and then we gonna we gonna turn up afterwards okay i see some of y'all going early 
and um, mm-hmm. i'm not fucking with y'all okay so in 14 days we'll know which one of y'all you know took it off a little too early but yeah we're gonna we're gonna uh-huh. feel we're gonna get to see you right it's gonna be cool um yeah, yeah and, it's gonna be cool i'm gonna i have some big hugs for the both of y'all so. same to you same to you uh assuming we're allowed to hug love it bye chat room y'all are funny bye everybody um and yeah we'll be back tomorrow um also um me and bossy will be doing this too much at some point this week she's hella busy now too because she's blowing up so all right y'all we'll talk to y'all later until next time i love you i love you too